0: It's just out
1: you walk into this communal shower. There's like 20 fucking like shower heads, right? And you're waiting on the one that the, that the, the buff motherfuckers using. With
2: the porn stash. Saying, the guy in the shower is possibly the most polite person in that possible scenario. Yeah. As he's walking in, he's like, "Hey, you're gonna be fine, dude. Everything's good. Don't worry about no, it." He's right, making right. the guy that could stab him feel at ease, which is which, such a nice thing for him to do. Which is <laughs> yeah. which is the
0: most which is the most, most unrealistic thing about that in New movie. York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That motherfucker would have punched him the fuck. The fuck out. you
3: looking at, bro? Yeah, yo, yo. You got an eyeball problem, motherfucker? <laughs>
4: Boy, oh boy, I could eat a million of them tonight.
5: <laughs> it seems to be a sudden, general explosion of mass homicide. Everything you do, don't
3: fall ah! Murder, vampirism, cannibalism, mutilation.
6: This is the start of your new life, Brian. A life without worry or pain or loneliness. A life filled instead with colors and music and euphoria. A life of light and pleasure. But who
4: are you? What are you? I am you, Brian.
6: I'm all you'll ever need. i ever need, you'll ever need.
7: Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. The candy makers, the beggars, the man on the street, the city charmer, the farmer, the man in the moon. I'll sing Elmer's tune. Yeah.
6: yeah.
1: And I'm showing of the dead, ready to crawl across the floor and plead for my juice. <laughs> I am
7: This is The House That Screams, and tonight we are talking about the 1988 Frank Henenlotter film, Brain Damage, way underrated. Um, We have Mac the All-Star. You were gone for so long. I had to walk all the way over there to that
5: goddamn deli.
7: (laughs) (laughs) We have Erica Wright.
5: Feels like you've got a real monster in there. <laughs>
7: Rob, this is my Antigua
0: Tacky Brian, tacky. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, very
4: nice. Very Should nice.
7: be a voice actor. Uh, Dave Gurman
4: When it comes to blood, in my underwear, I want to know how it got there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it. Don't we all? Yeah, I, I mean, this it's is true. A statement. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
7: So we're going to do something a little different tonight um, here on The House of Screams. We're going to do something we never do. It's getting serious. Um, when I chose this film for us to do, uh, it was reacted to with a lot of groaning and like, ah, oh, not that fucking movie. <laughs> but I have a reason. I have a reason for picking this film. I'm going to start out and just, just fucking throw it down. I think this is Hen and Lauder's best work. I think it's smarter than people perceive it. I think it's actually got some genius in there. And let me tell you why. Okay, this movie, with all of its fucking ridiculousness, let's go ahead and talk about the turd penis and everything else. We've got Elmer, the fucking singing turd penis, you know, like sea brains. And, uh, you know, just fucking Hen and Lauder crazy shit. But underneath all of that, we have a very true depiction of addiction. Um, Not only does this film show what it's like to be an addict to whatever, you know, um, we're going to speak specifically about substances, like an alcoholic or a drug addict. So it has that very real depiction, but it also depicts what it does to the people that are close to and love the people that are going through that addiction you know we have the uh his brother we have you know his girlfriend you know just it's sort of a little microcosm but you know it's kind of something that widespreads through people that love you and it destroys them too now here it was you know in in ways of like you know he ended up you know killing people and, and and whatever but that's not technically how it happens it's all very symbolic but here comes the hard part the reason that this kind of resonated with me is because i used to be a drug addict and so i know i know exactly what it's like to to be subservient to a substance um it was a really dark time in my life it's something that scars you forever Luckily, mine was sort of a brief foray, but I made it out alive, and I, so I was lucky there. And I kicked it, and I've been sober for a long time now, but uh, it did destroy my family. It, you know, they, the ending, um, so, you know, we never talk about anything sequential anyway in this, in this podcast, but the ending basically symbolizes a fatal overdose. And so I feel like my penance, For my drug addiction is when I came out I was dealing with the substance addictions of other people that I love very much Um, and I lost one of them to a fatal overdose so I've been on both sides and my penance I felt like was to try and help these people and I have not been able to help any of them and I love them. Um, Two are still going I don't know for how long, I don't know how long they have I can't, I can't save them. They have to save themselves. And that's the thing. There's a point. There's so many points in the movie that sort of resonate. Like the part where, you know, after he's, he's gone through his sort of detox or he's trying to detox, uh, from, from Aylmer's juice and he gives in. he's like, fuck it. The pain sucks. And I feel horrible and I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And this is why people relapse so many times because they get to that point. They're like, fuck, this hurts. Nothing is worse than this. Um, detoxing off anything fucking sucks. I will tell you that. So he gives in. And that's why we have such a high relapse rate. But me, I'm stubborn and I used it for good at this point in my life. I just, I never gave in to it, but. A lot of people do and it's because it's like it hurts so bad, it sucks so bad, you don't know who you are anymore. You've lost everything, like of of your identity and whatever. So he goes back and he listens to his girlfriend having sex with his brother and all you see is sort of like this dull like uh, whatever okay I really need some juice you know like he, you see him want to care but he doesn't really care he has sort of his weird kind of drug induced dream of them in a weird kind of threesome. song that's fucking weird but when you're on drugs nothing's too weird and you really don't care you don't care about much except for the juice the drugs the whatever and so I want you to consider that before you fuck up this film. Just like, okay, yeah, it's, it's a crazy hand and a lotter film, but I have never seen a film other than Requiem for a Dream, which didn't even get everything right completely. Requiem for a Dream had a lot right, but didn't get everything right. This film actually was very accurate in, in a just allegorical way. You know, it's a symbolic way of addiction and what it can do. And uh, unfortunately, Brian does not win in his addiction
6: mm-hmm. and
7: that happens more often than the success stories so think about that before you're a little too mean i i don't this is not this is not fucking like you know art film this is not something you know that's uh, we're gonna hold up and say oh it's a national treasure but i think it's an important <laughs> film okay so just give it a little credit and i just got really personal and I'm not ashamed of it, because I beat it. I beat it. I was a success. Sean?
1: I, I've seen this film quite a few times. Um, I've seen almost all of Lauder's work. Um, and this brain damage is by far my favorite. Um, and probably his best, too. I know it's better than Basket Case, if any of you have yeah. seen that.
6: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but, I, you know, the... the times that i've watched this up until just recently this was a a fun goofy movie uh didn't take it seriously at all um like she said elmer's the turd tinus his commentary is hilarious you know the song the singing that he does you know and all that shit and i just you know i just looked at this as just like a a kind of a comedic, you know, B horror film. Um nothing really stood out. I mean, it's original, don't get me wrong, but but then once Candy and I had this conversation about, you know, the addiction aspect and everything, I we watched this last night and I saw this from a whole different perspective and I saw the things that that she had explained to me prior to us going into it and and it really made me like see it in a different way. Like Like she said, like not something that, you know, is award winning or anything, you know, by any standard. But, you know, it's just I I saw it in a different light. Um, And I thought that that was kind of interesting because it makes me think how many other films out there, you know, have I not been viewing, you know, from a different perspective that maybe I should have. Um, So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was kind of interesting. But, you know, I will say the first 10 minutes of this film are extremely difficult to watch with the, the old couple like, ransacking their fucking house looking for, for Aylmer, It makes me think of, like, like, that's me when I can't find my cat for five minutes. Like, I'm, like, completely trashing my house. But, yeah, that's that's all I got for now.
7: Okay, uh, Erica, or who is right next? Rob? Erica?
0: Yeah,
1: Rob. I've
7: been trying to
0: okay. raise my fucking hand for, like, and, and it's not working, so, <laughs> yeah, I just did that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, um, this was the, actually the first time I saw Brain Damage. I, I was aware of it for years, but I never watched it. Uh, I was aware of Basket Case, and I do love Baptist Case, but,
7: um,
0: I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I noticed the, the, the drug addiction, uh, allegory right away. You know, it was, it was very, you know, you know, direct in 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 this depiction of an addiction, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, yeah, you're right. It is it is really well done. And that uh, Frank Henelotter has said that it was um, it was inspired by his own addiction to cocaine, yes. And uh, he he wrote it after he kicked the habit, and uh, this was what came to him. Uh, of course, it has that Frank Henelotter weird shit attached to it, yeah, you know? but. I I I definitely agree that this is this is this is this is great. Like you know, as you know, in this depiction of that, and also just being surface level, crazy little monster movie, and this is—I mean, this was my type of shit. You know, I like weird shit, and uh, yeah. Of course, shout out to him for filming it in New York. Um, The train, the train station. He he gets on is Borough Hall. Yep. that's uh, that's uh, in Brooklyn, uh, on the fourth. He was on the four and five, uh, section when he gets on the train, and uh, yeah, I I enjoyed the fucking shit out of this. I was I I I, I finished it like I remember I was eating a donut, and uh, I was literally in front of the TV eating it like, oh my God, what's happening next? <laughs> you know, I-, I was really into this, and by by the end credits, I was like, I think I'm gonna have to buy this. Yeah, I'm, I'm having, yeah. I have to own this because this this is really well done. Also, it it reminded me of a lot of other addiction movies. Uh, the the detox scene reminded me of the Basketball Diaries. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, like when, it's not pretty.
0: Yeah, it it really isn't. Also, um, I was reminded my uh I was reminded of my favorite film about addiction, uh, Death Wish. A lot of people don't realize Death Wish is a movie about addiction, and um. Uh in that case, uh Porker Charles Bronson, his uh his uh addiction is shooting muggers. And you see him <laughs> go No, like you if you pay attention, you literally see him go through his levels of addiction. Like the first time he shoots his first mugger, it makes him sick. Um the second time uh he, he feels a little better, and then his whole persona changes <laughs> to where like he starts enjoying his addiction to the point where like he 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 almost like, the climax of Death Wish is that he has to escape from the cops to go shoot muggers. Now, he doesn't have to. He could literally just stay in the crib and just, you know. But does he need to? Absolutely. he has to. He absolutely <laughs> has to because he's addicted to it, you know. So it's like, yeah, like, I, I noticed the addiction thing right away. And uh, it's it's really, really, you know, extremely well done. And as you know being an allegory to addiction. And uh yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of this.
7: it's it's fun, but it's also like got uh some serious shit. Um hi Ryan, uh hey.
6: Hey. Hello. you're Hello.
7: You in <laughs> no, it's okay. You missed our intro where we do a quote and uh you know intro you so I'm minute and just pause on everybody's hands up because we do raise our hands for a turn. Um and you kind of miss our monologue, but that's okay. Um you're here now, you're here for the fun. So this, uh, we have Ryan here from the Coolness Chronicles. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Hello. Hello. Do you have a quote that hey. you'd like to share from Brain Damage?
2: Uh, hmm. I don't. Uh, That's okay. I didn't realize I was supposed to uh, uh, remember anything in the film for the discussion. <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's okay. Um. Well, we, since- we watched
2: Basket Case, right? That was the movie? Uh,
7: no. no right. uh, gotcha.
2: uh
7: So, uh, I'm going to, since you're the guest uh, and, and you just came in, I'm going to let you uh, go ahead and, and say some uh, just general thoughts uh, that you'd like to start out with on the film, and then I'll get to you, Erica. Sorry about that.
2: Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, uh, I think this is the third Frank Henenlotter film that I've seen, Uh the other two being uh, Basket Case and Frankenhooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's probably, the one. I mean, I haven't, because I haven't seen uh, Basket Case 2 or 3, I think, I, I can't say empirically, but I think that this is probably his best movie just in terms of actually like being a film, like something that's about something. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I love Basket Case, but it is more. it's more of a record of 42nd Street in 1982 than it is really kind of like a movie on its own. And Mm -hmm. I think that this is kind of like the first time that he kind of stepped out beyond making kind of like a grindhouse pastiche and made something that has kind of a surprising moral center to it. Not that I think the movie is saying, like, junkies are bad or anything like that. I think it's blaming the No, but that's
7: perfect that you come in exactly with that because we just
2: talked about that. So that's perfect, actually. Awesome. Uh yeah, I mean I uh I'm honestly surprised by kind of how sad the movie is and mm-hmm. in a way that is not uh exploitive, but in a way that I think feels really uh empathy for people who are struggling with addiction. And yes. if I remember correctly, uh my friend Nikki, who runs uh Trivial Theater on YouTube, told me that either Lauder himself was going through addiction or someone that he knew was going through addiction. And they kind of used this. It was okay, yeah.
7: He was addicted to
2: cocaine. There you go. That's yeah. So uh yeah, I kinda I kinda love this film. Uh it is deeply upsetting I, in a way that is kind of even surprising for him. I think like the scene where he's trying to kick the addiction is so kind of visceral and like harrowing. And I feel so terrible for him in that moment. But then you have, you know, the the talking penis. And that basically makes (laughs) everything a little sillier. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I was uh, I saw this movie for the first time last year uh, with Joe Bob's commentary on Shudder. And then I watched it again, plus the audio commentary yesterday. And I was quite impressed by kind of his uh, his evolution as a filmmaker.
7: Yeah, it's it's a brilliant
5: film. Uh Erica
2: So yeah, I was one of the people who was
5: like, Oh no, not this movie. Well, yeah. it had been a while since I had seen it, and um I guess I was mixing it up on some level with Basket Case, which I did not particularly like. So when I rewatched Brain Damage last night, um I liked it a lot better than I remembered. It's good when I'm recalling the correct movie for the discussion. <laughs> Although it was cool, he did that basket case tie-in near the end of the film. That was a nice touch, but uh, yeah. well, I, the head and the <laughs>
2: verse. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah.
5: I did like the um, the visual style of the movie, like all of the rich blue tones and purples, and some of the neon accents that really popped. I know we both went like with blue makeup today for yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I did think the movie had a lot of heart with its uh, depiction of addiction and uh, just the way the protagonist, uh, Brian, struggles with trying to kick his blue juice habit and uh, you know, just failing again and again. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah. Uh, who was next? Who, who's going to be next? Dave. Okay, Dave. David. it for you? <laughs> so
4: um, when I started it, You know, I was expecting something just completely goofy and off the wall, and it and it you know it provided that right away. I'm like, okay, but there's there's there was a strange experience I had, kind of like watching when you watch a movie like Fight Club or The Usual Suspects for the second time, it's a totally different movie. This happened to me while I was watching it for the first time. It was like I was watching two movies at once. On one level, you know, it was just this goofy, you know, like we said, this uh, talking penis monster. But then on the other hand, I re- started to realize what it was about, and it was, it was very serious. You know, like when you're watching the uh, old couple tear apart their apartment, that's, you know, that, that's on one level, it's kind of weird and funny. On the other level, it's not that funny. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. Uh, and, and I experienced that through the entire movie. I'm like watching two different movies at once. One goofy-ass comedy, like Rob mentioned, he filmed it on the subway. From what I looked up, that was the only place where they actually had a permit to film. So it made me think of an Ed Wood film, you <laughs> exactly. know, right?
7: Still repping Which, Ed Wood over here. <laughs> like
4: goofy and, mm-hmm. and then on the other hand, it, it's so obviously an allegory for drug addiction. And it, it's, it, it made me uncomfortable. It was, it was a very strange experience for me. And I, like, I, I think this movie might just be brilliant. I, I, I'm i going to have to go back and watch it, it again. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's so strange and weird. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a second watch, but I think it just
3: might be brilliant.
7: It gets better mm-hmm. every time you watch it. It really does.
3: Uh, Mac. This might like maybe say how fucked up of a person I am.
6: <laughs> but when
3: I, when I was uh, watching the movie in the beginning, I was just like kind of a little confused at what was going on with these old people. And then as I was watching it and I started grasping what was going on and it brought back Requiem for a Dream vibes for me. Cause like that was yeah. like, one of the first movies I saw when I was younger about addiction. And Rob uh, can contest. We grew up in Bushwick. I've seen mm-hmm. many of uh, people addicted to drugs doing wild yeah. things. Yeah. So yeah. they're fixed. Mm-hmm. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, yo. And it, it reminds that's why I picked my opening quote because the old people, she wasn't concerned that he took long. She was concerned that he took long because they didn't get their fix. You know what I mean? And. and it's not concerned of him. It's concerned, yo. Where you at? I need to get my fix. Come on back with them brains, baby. You know. <laughs> so this is actually something that I, I would probably show my kids and on some reefer madness type vibes. Like you see, see what happens <laughs> if you do drugs. You fucking Amen. like you wild out. Like so, I I think the movie was a good movie, and especially I haven't seen it before. So my wife is like, I got to see it from the beginning because she caught it at the end and was kind of confused. And once I say, yo, like a dick and like start explaining to her, she was like, yeah, we're going to start this over. I was like, yeah, probably tomorrow. So <laughs> kudos.
7: Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy to hear I was expecting a lot of negativity and I'm so happy to hear that that's not the case, because I mm-hmm. think underneath some of this crazy and ladder typical shit, we've got a brilliant movie. We've got right. some genius at work. Yeah. And, you know, so. Going from that, so we've all kind of talked about our experience watching it. I want to talk about like some of our typical Hen and Ladder stuff, and um, we 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 watched it on Tubi because it is no longer available on the Joe Bob version. Which you know, I loved I love Joe Bob's information, like you know how he um, his little stories about Zachary, Lee, who did the voice of Aylmer, um, was a. Uh, Particularly entertaining. I love Joe oh. Bob's little tidbits, but I love Joe Bob, so it's it's just whatever. But so we, found it on, on, we found it on Tubi, and um, I was like, they're not going to have the fellatio scene. They fucking had everything. <laughs> I love that scene, but that scene pissed so many people off. The crew walked off the set. But I mean, actually, it's, you know, I, I mean, you can get allegorical with it because, you know, when you get into drug addiction, you, you no longer. Have any sexual desires? It kind of kills all of that shit. So <laughs> instead of that, we've got the drug addiction, and literally, like, shit, I'm gonna give him head. Oh, you got a monster in there, whatever. Yeah, really, it's gonna fucking punch your brains out through your mouth,
0: bitch. Wait, wait, she, right. she, she literally <laughs> gives him brains.
6: Yeah,
7: I think she was deep throating that addiction, and it fucking ate her brains, and that's how the underwear got on, uh, the blood got on the underwear, Dave. So now we know.
2: Um. I think that's the only scene that I actually have like an objection to, and a it's lot not, of people
7: have an objection to that scene. Yes,
2: yeah, and it's not particularly the scene itself, but it it feels kind of misogynistic in a way to the actress doing the scene more than it does to the character like it feels like okay so you're going to pretend to fillet this guy and we're going to shove a big rubber puppet down your throat it seems a little kind of like well i guess in grindhouse movies you get away with stuff like that but it's also kind of uh but did we need to and that's right. kind of like where with my. with Lauder, he comes. doesn't
7: have a line. He doesn't care. He will. If no. you give him a line, he will fucking cross it. So you know, most of, like I said, most of the crew. In, and so watch off. But they were they were filming the scene because they didn't like it. And as a woman, I don't particularly like it. But is it an interesting piece that people talk about? Absolutely. Um yeah, is it I mean, necessary? It, it
1: did feel like it. I felt it's like it tri- went on
7: about
3: 30 seconds longer than it should have. Yeah, 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 it did. See, I got the vibe that, yo, realistically, when you're an addict, the first thing most addicts turn to to get their money for their fix is sex. Sex. Whether it's, yes. whether sex it's working. gay on gay, girl, like, it don't matter when, like, in all the movies, like, uh, the Minister Society, I suck your dick, man. I got mm-hmm. these cheeseburgers. Like, you know, so... It, it was it was definitely over the top, mm-hmm. but that's the kind of vibe that's I got what from it. That yeah, he's addicted. Does. Sex is sex is there because sex is usually someone who's addicted. That's what they're doing.
2: I, I certainly believe that it is a transgressive scene and that it gets people to talk. I just the I, I think that it crosses a line in terms of shepherding people, not so much shepherding characters. Like, my my real issue is just the production of that scene, not so much the scene itself, which, uh, you know, y- you got to do what you got to do, I guess, to to make your point. But I don't know.
7: Yeah, I mean,
4: I... No, I think, like, like what Sean said, I think it just goes on a little bit too long. It's just like... It was okay, over the top. It was, top. We, we, it was way, way it, more it, than needed. It, you know?
7: And it's cut out of most versions. That's um, what I've heard, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a really, really surprised when we were watching it on TV. I said they're gonna cut this scene. They're gonna do this with the scene, and it was all fucking there. And I was like, "TV doesn't give a single fuck." That's yeah. great. And see,
1: that was that was that was my argument with the uh, with the sex scene too, uh, when they're having sex and and he's laying in bed, wow. listening to him, and it keeps cutting back and forth between them having sex and him laying in bed. And I'm like, "Can we get to the fucking point now?" Like, like
7: please stop this. I get it. But also, I got to say that that scene, while it goes on so long, it does have a point because it shows how little he fucking cares. Like there's a little bit of caring like, wow, that really sucks. But I need to get juiced up. But it kind of sucks. I'm listening to them Fuck. Ah, I kind of get I need to get high, you know. So you kind of seeing this inner battle with him and his addiction and his love for his girlfriend, and his love for his brother. And it's all confused and jumbled. And all he wants to do is get high so he doesn't have to feel anything because you see him start to try and feel something. And he's like, no, I'm going to get high instead.
0: His brother's a dick, by the way. <laughs> I, I have a
7: major pressure on the, on the actor who played his brother. 100%. He hundred defi- percent. He was
0: definitely trying to fuck he her. He was feeling from her the- from the
3: beginning, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah. he was definitely yeah. trying yes. to fuck
3: her from the beginning.
7: He moved like, he's right a in. Like, swoop. <laughs> swoop.
3: Yeah, yeah. That guy's a My schmuck. My brother's been on drugs three months. I'm fucking his girl. Oh, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: I mean, it, it
7: was a dick move. And... You know, she clearly felt bad about it. But she's like, well, I thought you were gone, you know. But see, that's the thing. It's like this drug addiction. It's what I was talking about in the beginning. Drug yeah. addiction will do that shit to you and it destroys the people around you. And then they do stupid things. And they because mm-hmm. they're all fucked up from it for, in a different sort of way. So they start making crazy decisions like I just don't know what to do here. I'm helpless. And I, I don't know how I feel or what to do. So that was a really good portrayal of the outside the people who are connected to those that they love that are struggling with addiction. I honestly, it was a little bit long, but I still thought it it, it made a good point. Mm-hmm.
3: I love it. This movie had a lot of that things running long, like the old lady screaming. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like well, It just great, had though, the real problem class, with things running long. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, so that
4: was my thought. So was that was that on purpose? Was that or is that just shoddy filmmaking, or is it brilliance?
0: No, uh, what well, No, uh, 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 to to be clear, um, when he actually turned in his cut of the movie, it was too short. It It was 66 minutes long. So he had to insert footage he deleted back into the movie to make it run feature length at the 84 minutes. So that's why I think things run a little bit too long, because he was trying to stretch out the time.
7: Makes sense, yeah.
2: And I think there's one scene in which it actually works where he's having the nightmare about his ear. And oh, the blood God. is oh, gushing right, out. Right, right. Like, I don't know if that's if that particular part where the blood is gushing out is looped, but mm. it has a nightmarish quality to it that, mm. I mean, it, and, and it should, because it's a fucking nightmare, but right. <laughs> it, it's, it's possibly the most effective scene in the entire movie, especially coming out after the scene where he's pulling the uh, viscera out of his ear yeah. to the point that his ear comes off. And you start thinking, oh, it's going to become that movie. It's going to become the movie where all of his parts are falling off. And I kind of want to watch that. Like Mm -hmm. the fly. Yes, exactly. Like the Cronenberg (laughs) fly, precisely. No.
7: Yeah, I, I think that's one of. Um, we have some really awesome actual effects in this for it being, you know, kind of a grindhouse film. Um, that's one of the best moments is that that part that he was just speaking about with where he starts pulling the shit out of his ear, and then we have that scene that's like oh, that is very nightmarish. It's so surreal with that he's just screaming and the blood's just gushing, and it looks fucking amazing. I, yeah. I loved it.
1: As as opposed as opposed to the other uh, scene where he's tripping out and the the ceiling light turns into a fucking eyeball and it just keeps going and going. We talked about my thing with eyeballs.
7: No, 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 on the eyeballs. We talked about that with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, thanks. That's fast
0: that scene goes long enough that it actually becomes comical because it's nightmarish at first, but he keeps yep. going and and yeah. yeah. and pulling, like, and pulling. Uh, and he's screaming and screaming. And it's just like, it's like, Oh, but then it's just like, as it keeps going on, you just got to fucking laugh. Cause
6: yeah, yeah. this shit on is the, hilarious.
2: On the commentary, he said that the only thing that was missing is that when he stopped, when he finished pulling it out, that a ribbon would come out like a magician. Yeah. <laughs> like when they pull that other sleeve and they go like that. That that was the only thing that was missing in that moment. And I honestly, I agree. I think that would have been a good button to the scene.
0: Totally.
7: So, um, I don't know. um, Did anybody do any research on Zachary or watch the Joe Bob version of this when it aired on season two? I did. I I know. Now, I thought that was very interesting. And so we have this insane-looking... I mean, it's just ridiculous. It has, like, the eyebrow. He, he kind of, like, tweaks his eyebrows a couple times. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, we have this very human-like eyes and expression on this turd-penis puppet. But Zachary's voice really gave it sort of this suave, I'm in charge, I'm the shit you want me, you know, like, kind of persuasive uh, interesting voice, and um, yeah, uh, Jeff gave quite a, a bit of uh, history on on Zachary. He, he's a big fan, and uh, I believe he used to be a horror host. Yep. And uh, yeah, and he he, he
4: uh, yeah, Dave. Yeah, I read. I, I think uh, Rob and um, and Mac might remember uh, Chiller Theater on WPIX. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was the host, and mm-hmm. I remember that when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the host of that. Yeah, he uh, he did a lot of interesting stuff. Um, and uh, I just remember I just remember Chiller Theater. I remember the opening of that, and I remember watching that as a kid. When I read that he was the host of that for a portion, he might have been a host of that um, very early on. But uh, uh, that was, yeah. He's got the great voice. Of Plus, did anybody listen to the um, the um, wacky single he released, uh, "My Dinner with Track? Did anybody listen to that? <laughs> he, no. he released like I a, haven't like listened a comp- to. It like a comedy, um, novelty, um, song. Yeah. My dad kind of like, it was kind of like monster mash. Oh God. You'll you find it on YouTube. It was, it was very interesting and,
6: yeah,
4: with that. Great. So all I'm picturing is Elmer singing this song with his, you know, the big penis thing and singing this uh, song about Dracula. It was hilarious. Seek it out. I, I recommend it.
7: I can interject really quick while we're on the topic. Um, do you guys think that, that Elmer would have worked as well as he did if Zachary had not done the voice the way that he did it?
0: No. No. No.
6: Probably
7: his,
0: not. his voice is everything.
1: Yeah.
7: Yes, yes, makes that whole performance. Every every
0: time I watch
1: this film, mm-hmm. the, the first time I hear his voice, it's like hearing it again for the first time, and it just like shocks you because you yeah. don't expect that voice to come out of that thing. Yeah. The first Good time
2: boy. we spoke, I thought he was Bing Crosby, because it sounds a lot like him. <laughs> yeah. Kind
6: of got that vibe, but then, yeah.
2: But then his tones kind of change a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he is—he's kind of like the the world's most persuasive used car salesman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not gonna—this car is gonna blow up and kill you. But at the moment, it's five thousand dollars. So just <laughs> keep on driving it, and then we'll see what happens. Like that's kind of his entry into it.
6: <laughs>
2: yeah that, I thought that, this
3: was great uh, What year did this come out? 88 88, 88. So it's, it's the first time I'm watching it Like I said So like To see them even I think that's wild That they even did like A uh, a mo- Like a, a moving dick dildo uh shit dildo oh. That looks like a dick <laughs> Like You know what I mean? <laughs> that had a voice Eyes My man popped up from behind the shoulder Like hello A little personality Hello, oh, so good.
6: The
7: eyebrows.
3: <laughs> Tacky, Mac. Tacky. <laughs>
0: yeah, that shit definitely looks like a cop. we all
3: know. That, was- yo, when it was on the head of the lady and yeah. the husband was trying to hit it, I was yeah. like, oh, you jerk.
7: Speaking <laughs> of that scene, if you guys don't mind me interjecting again, uh, where, okay, so we're at the end and the guy's like, give me the fucking Elmer. It's like it went through all this fucking shit to get it, you know, whatever. And, and it gets the wife, and he's and the guy's got the gun, and it's just getting his wife. And Sean's going, Why doesn't he just shoot it? And I'm like, Because that's his fix, like, so he doesn't want to shoot it,
6: right? He, right, he, he
7: shoot his wife before he shot that fucker. That's I'm why like, he was I, fumbling with it, it. Uh,
4: yeah. So like, he like, doesn't even care that his wife's been killed,
7: yeah. He's kind of like, <laughs> he doesn't Fuck even right? then? He wants the Elmer. If no one so, can,
3: if he can't have it, juice. no one can have it. Because he killed it. He said, If I can't have it, you ain't getting none of that juice neither. Squish. Yeah, but he just watched it, killed,
7: yeah. it. He killed his wife. But Sean was but Sean literally said, Why doesn't he just shoot it? And then like because literally that's his drug, that's his fix. He cares about that more yep. than anything, including mm-hmm. his wife. That's what drugs fucking do, kids.
3: Yeah. Same yeah on the I drugs. said I would let my kid watch this and be like, you see what will happen? You see.
4: Yeah, but I didn't, expect, I, didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't expect that going in, you know, and it was just such a weird dichotomy for me. It was like, wow, this movie's just wacky and weird and strange, which is what I was expecting. And on the other hand, it's this really kind of deep and somewhat depressing depiction of drug addiction. Of mm-hmm. People who give up everything, yeah. gives up his girlfriend, you know, gives everything. up every, his brother, everything for his fix, puts all those locks on the door. That's total fucking uh, drug addiction. You know, your, your need for privacy, you know, it was yeah. yeah, very strange experience for me. I need to go watch it again now that I know what the deal is and, and experience it again. Yeah,
7: I mean, your second viewing, and especially if you have this talk, because that's what happened with Sean. We watched it. I had the talk with him. We watched it again, and he got a whole different thing from it. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so much better once I thought about it.
3: Yeah. I love how you reference it as having the talk, like when you're having the talk with your kids about drugs. <laughs> I mean, because
7: a lot of people do not know, I mean, yeah, maybe they knew people, like, on their street or heard of somebody, a friend of a friend or a distant cousin, but this is, like, real in-your-life shit. Like, this is you going (laughs) through an addiction. This is your family and what you fucking did to them. This is so much more effective than that dare bullshit in the 80s that we went through, all of us who were kids in the 80s. This is so much more effective than any of that shit, because it's like, this is literally what it is and it's ugly, and it's horrible, and yeah. it destroys people, it destroys the people you love, and it destroys you, it's so fucking selfish. That's all it is is selfish, and horrible. It doesn't ever end well, except for in very few cases. Dave?
4: So my question is, because I, you know, I read about this, and I read that I read that um, the director had struggled with cocaine, but did, did anybody find anything where he said, yes, that's what this movie is about, or are we just? Yes, yes. Yeah. So he has come out and said, "Yes, this was about addiction." I mean, literally, the thing is on his back. That's something that's that's such a literal, you know, representation yeah. of. So, yeah. so yes, he did say that. He has. Yeah. Said that. Yes. Okay. He did. That it's makes so, me feel so, a little bit better. You know that that's okay. I'm not that stupid.
0: It's always the mark <laughs> of a great artist because, like, remember Stephen <laughs> King uh, put his uh, alcohol addiction into The Shining.
4: Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. And, and his cocaine addiction into Maximum Overdrive. And yeah.
0: uh, the too, <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Remember, <laughs> yeah. remember, uh, he was, he was either so drunk or so high on cocaine, he doesn't even remember writing Cujo. Writing
7: Cujo, which, which is like there's a little uh, Easter egg that. of Cujo in the film because uh, uh Brian owns the copy of Cujo, it's shown <laughs> in the film,
6: yeah. So, yeah.
7: there's a little reference in there because nice. and, and, and and I gotta tell you, starting from my after school special at the beginning, Ryan, you missed that part, but you can catch yeah. up. Um, that when you become sober, if you are, you know, in that percentage that becomes sober and stays sober. Um, You have to live your life like an open book. You have to regain trust. You have to rebuild relationships and you have to be open and honest because if you are not, Mm -hmm. you will not stay sober. You have to hold yourself accountable. So the people who are success stories in, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, surviving drug addiction and recovering, um, they they are open about it. They're very open about it because they they are holding themselves accountable. It's very important. And, I, and that's, I'm telling you, anybody who's listening, if you are struggling with addiction, when you get through, and you can get through, be honest. That's all you have to do. It's work, but you have to be very, very honest, and you have to get rid of the fucking shame, because otherwise you're going to live the rest mm-hmm. of your life miserable, or you're going to go back to it. So be open. Be like Stephen King. Be like Frank cannon Lauder, Be like me. I'm not famous, but I'm open about it.
0: Absolutely.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Can we talk yeah, about Elmer?
6: <laughs> yeah, <talk> about elmer. <laughs> can
0: we just talk about elmer as just like a character like yeah. elmer this is fantastic elmer is just so fucking great like those eyes like you know whoa bro you know what i'm saying like you know i especially notice him when uh the the old man squeezes the shit out of him at the end and they start bugging out Yeah, yeah. He's like,
6: ah!
0: like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> elmer is great i fucking love elmer like i uh, mean he's a schmuck but uh um, Elmer's great. Uh, I love Elmer.
2: About the design, uh, Lauder said that it, it originally had a different design, but it wasn't working, and then the change was they wanted to make it more like a Chuck Jones character, and that was where it actually started to come together, and the cool thing about it is that you, if you, I mean, in the close-ups, you can totally like see the Looney Tunes influence with it, but it also functions as something that could exist in this universe, as opposed to just like a cartoon sprite that's just there and kind of like it breaks the reality, like
7: but, the Great Gazoo or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ruin the Flintstones.
0: It, it it reminds me of uh, remember Spaceballs? The mm-hmm. when the alien pops <laughs> out and John hurts. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Exactly to- what I was
4: thinking. Yeah, that's exa- I wanted the little oh, man. To come out. <laughs> I just
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, right.
7: Ryan makes a good point because it's it's composition is something that really is not so alien that it couldn't exist. You know, it, it's sort of made up of of things that are real, and you know, sort of yeah. we got this like shit turd penis thing, you know, whatever <laughs> I mean. But that's all human things,
6: yeah. and then
7: it's got a little little you know cartoonish and the chuck jones like he said um kind of looney tunes vibe so you know and i think it's just it's, so persuasive and so funny and so real because there's times like you're gonna have to beg me you're gonna have to crawl over here and fucking beg me
2: mm-hmm. The personification
7: enough, of an addiction Personification.
2: it's real enough that uh you don't need an origin story for him Right, no, no, you don't. I right. mean, even though he supposedly wrote a sequel that explains what his origins are, even if you never get that information, it doesn't necessarily color the entire film. It's just kind of like, of course, well, yeah, that, that thing exists and he's mm-hmm. in the world,
0: right? You don't need an opening where he's being shot from from someplace out of space and falls on earth.
7: Don't I, really think
6: we don't, <laughs> it, but I don't need it, yeah, I feel you like don't we need all we the do
7: origin get that we needed was. From the, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm probably stealing what you're about to say. Go ahead, yeah, and say it. No, we do get, we do get an origin story, and I, and I
4: love that. That actually, I read some complaints online about that part. People were complaining about the old man going on for 15 minutes about Elmer's origin. I love that stuff. I that. Makes I think it, it's
7: important. That made mm-hmm. it, that,
4: that made Elmer more um, sort of um, evil and um, insurmountable. Yes. He was this sort of ancient. You know, uh, being, it's, it's almost like a Stephen King character. You know, this ancient thing that had traveled through time and fucked up many people through many eras and wound up here in, you know, New York City. I just, I, I love that part. But, I, but much I like the, the puzzle box
6: it. in Back,
7: Hellraiser. In yeah, much like the puzzle box in Hellraiser, like everybody wanted to acquire the Elmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people would
4: fight about it. People would give up their lives to get it. Kill, and, yeah, and kill I love, for it. I, I, that. I love that part.
1: What's your yeah. pleasure, when, sir? It's a stark contrast when you compare it to the really shitty CGI Elmer on the train that comes out of his mouth every time
6: she... <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. that was... Right, funny. yes,
3: yes, thank um, you. That was I could have do without that. Yeah. yeah. That train scene that. was nice. Like, if he was going to take his girlfriend's brain, they could have went about it. That whole, I'm going to hide it, don't look that, at me. So, ah... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Right. Again, too much. He had a problem with too much.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I think everything else in the movie works except for that part. And even though and that's a really heartfelt, horrible scene. Um right. like we would have known what was happening without that. Fucking bad CGI, stupid moments. You know, like, it's just a couple times. Because I like how the lighting is with the subway, and it just works so well, and it's sort of tragic. But, uh, yeah, that made it kind of tragic in a different way. Like, no, please don't do that. We know. We and already know. We've been watching people. this whole fucking movie. We've been here the whole time. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to do this.
0: It is funny,
3: though. It is funny that every time you open the mouth, it pops out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it,
6: it, I did it, laugh. It about
3: all those, all those scumbags on the train, though? Yeah, I saw what just happened. Dude, it's New York. You know this. Yeah. They mind they uh, were that's a great though. No,
4: that was kind of like, crazy, Jason, though. I would have been New like, York, yo. This is how New York in <laughs> the 80s was represented in movies. Remember in Jason takes Manhattan? What do they, yeah. land like 15 seconds in? We always go back to Jason in, takes in Manhattan. Yeah. That's the way movies portrayed it. No one's
6: hit. Yeah.
0: I love those depictions of old New York where it's just like crime.
4: It's so fucking funny.
0: Crime everywhere.
7: Barrels
6: of toxic never, waste piled in every yeah. corner. Yeah, oh,
7: yeah. Westerner <laughs> who's never been to New York. I I been a couple of places, you know, throughout the country, but oh, yeah, I've never yeah, been yeah. to New York. Come out to the and, city. We'll go to the city. But it was like growing up on horror movies in the '80s. You know, New York the way it was depicted. I was too scared to go. Like there's toxic waste, and you know they're gonna shoot me up with heroin
3: immediately. There is toxic waste all over the place mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they re- Yeah, they really do wash out
0: uh, the sewers with toxic waste at midnight every every night. That uh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, insane. they really do that. Yeah, yeah. They oh they my
7: really god. Chuck wow. is, is true a
0: true story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, yeah, thanks, Rob Heaton. Yeah, thanks for that. How <laughs> you think all New Yorkers are trying to leave? Hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. We can't handle all the barrels of toxic waste. I'm out for two years. I'm out of here. I'm done. And the <laughs> and the, the, the long haired junkies in the fucking alleyways that are gonna kidnap us and shoot us heroin.
3: All the time. It's crazy yeah. outside right now. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the world's
4: yeah, yeah. biggest syringe. That's still my yeah.
6: favorite part. That bitch would have been dead. She would have been dead.
0: I I always get like I always been concerned with that, like you know what I'm saying? They shoot off with heroin and it's like She's she's probably gonna become an addict after this and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like that always bothers me.
7: Heroin, I, I I you know, there's no way she would have been able to function as she, like after like fifteen right. minutes, she was fine. She that bitch would have been either dead or comatose. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, like
3: especially with the fucking you, know, you especially with the fucking the lean, Robbie, the skies, huh? You seen the lean back in uh, Bushwick, yeah. The dope lean, get the crazy lean. Oh, I've yeah, witnessed yeah. them like almost smack their face off the floor, but they don't.
0: Like, they, never don't do. even know. they never do. They never do. They they'll sit there and hover off the fucking floor and shit. They'll never smack it's the crazy. floor. It's crazy. It's sad, man. It, it's it's the saddest shit to see, and it's just the most disgusting shit to see at the same time. They sit in <laughs> there just like uh, uh, they'll they'll hover right above
3: the floor, but they'll never touch it and shit.
0: Never fall.
3: And us as kids are looking at this like, are they gonna fall? No,
0: I'm no. not gonna fall. No, no, they they
3: never touch the floor. That's why I smoke weed and I don't do heroin because. <laughs> <shit, it's
6: crazy. laughs>
7: I literally have everybody do anything but heroin. Heroin's. Ooh. I've tried some drugs. I've been around the block. Like uh, you know, well, I'm a, a saint.
6: Clearly, but
3: when it comes to my drug of choice, marijuana is 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 it reefer madness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I. I don't do those. I don't do that anymore. I'm. Uh, I'm I don't
3: I'm, do that anymore either. I'm drinking the choices. Is, is alcohol? Uh, it's alcohol. Right. Is you know what I mean? Just because it's legal, doesn't mean it's not like hey. it's
7: not bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've like, seen okay. alcohol ruin and, homes
3: like- too. Yeah,
7: almost oh, most
0: definitely. My dad's
7: a drunk. My cousins are drunk. Both my dads are actually drunk. So you know, um, they're it, it's horrible watching somebody go through that, and they have wet brain, and and it just there's nothing going on, and they do horrible uh-huh. things, try to rip apart your home, ruin your fucking childhood. Let me tell you, I know that's I. That's why I've never really been much of a drinker. I know mm-hmm. that I would usually have a cocktail. Before they started put me on the medical dope um, with my spinal injury, you know, um, I'm on heavy codeine all the time, and uh, Sorry. that's that's hard because doctors they can be your drug dealer, and oh, when when I went through my my drug addiction, um, it was my doctor was my drug dealer, and uh, my my addiction was to Xanax. I was in a very bad situation in my life, and I chose to deal with it the wrong way, and this doctor would give me whatever I wanted, and so Xanax made everything go Uh away, but it made too much go away because I wouldn't remember anything. Most Uh of my my drug addiction, I don't remember, but um, people that loved me that were in my life told me what I did and what I said, and they said it was not like you at all. It was nothing like you. You were mean Uh you were angry all the time and anybody who knows me knows i'm like little miss sunshine so it's really i was like what i did what i said what i don't remember hardly anything and while that's a blessing to me it's also a curse because everybody that i hurt with the words that i said and the the things that i did um i gotta live with that every day
3: you know and like so doctors
7: can absolutely get you fucking.
3: And those are the same mm-hmm. people that took the oath to help people, you know? And, like, that's the they kind of stuff that kind of pisses me off. They don't. They don't It's, a, it's a big money mm-hmm. business. Like, Look at
7: what's happening to me right now. Look at what's happening to me. I can't even have the surgery, so they're just going to give me more and more dope. And what's going right. to happen to me? What's going to happen to me, guys? I got to live with this, and it, it's hard.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That's why you got a good support system around you and your husband, Sean, so... You got things to lean on, you know, and some people don't have that. And, you know, that's why the problem progresses with some people, you know, yeah. they don't have the right support system to help get them the help they need. And yeah. uh, if I feel like if a lot more addicts had that, maybe it'll be an easier road, still tough to get clean, you know? Right. They're like mm-hmm. they, they, they feel alone, you know,
0: there's nobody to turn to, you know? So, you know, god bless you you know because you got good man right there sean by your side you know beautiful children you know that got your back you know it's uh you know not a lot of people have that so you're absolutely blessed in that you know mm-hmm. just just i mean there's the bad things but there's the good things too you know what i'm saying and that's that's the best way to look at it you know
3: We're here riding with you. We fight
5: that fight together. What's that? That's right.
0: That's right. You got us here, too. You know what I'm saying?
5: We are whenever you need to talk or need anything, but,
0: yeah. You know, we're your family here, you know? We got your back. So, you know, anytime you need to talk to us, we're here. (laughs) So, I will try to uh, take it from here a bit. Um... That four train ride that he takes, it shows him underground, then it shows him going above ground, then it shows him underground again. On right. the line that he's on, that's impossible. That that is in New York, that is absolutely impossible. You 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 can you cannot go for, to above ground that quickly on that line. It will take you about forty five
3: minutes to get you above ground. hundred percent. When's the last time you see a train in New York look like that though? When I was on oh Grand god. Street on the L Line, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's been, I was looking at those seats, like, oh my god, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. like that,
0: this is way back in the
3: day, bro. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like <laughs> these, these trains are like, oh, these are the I retro hated train. riding the train, man. <laughs> it was always some problems on the train, like
0: it's, it's it still is some problems on the train, some bullshit. Like I, I couldn't even it. get to a couple of weeks. Like a few weeks ago, I couldn't even get to work and shit because, like, like dude, you, you can't even like, you know, we got all this shit going on. You can't even get the fucking trains to work. God damn it! I need to make money and shit. You know what I'm saying?
3: This pandemic. Remember is when it was me. like fifty cents and now it's like what two seventy five? Yeah. Swipe. Yeah. yeah. See, you're I'm lucky. I'm you to drive. Go. Yeah. See,
0: like you're lucky. You got to drive. I got to take the fucking. Uh, I got to take Dave the med- with the hand raised.
3: What's up, bro? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, yeah, Dave. Hey, Dave, ahead. Dave.
4: What's up? Well, the hand raise—the actual hand raise—isn't working. It's—it's it's just. Me it's working. Ago. It yeah. just looks like ah. it's
7: constantly up. No, anyway. it's not
3: working.
0: It's not working for me either. So
7: everybody okay. just holding up. And your hand is on My
4: too, Rob. Yeah, okay.
0: Andy. Yeah. My hand is up. Oh shit.
4: You're yeah, me and. Andy everybody, everybody. My three hand is there anyway. the whole time. It's don't
7: worry about yeah. it. On a like little bit, a little bit of a
4: lighter note, the one scene that stuck out to me is when Elmer is killing the kid in the bathroom stall and the shot is above the door and the blood is just like
6: squirting.
7: Looks like ketchup squirting out of the bottle. That's one of those where it goes
4: on, like, it's like, he, cause he cuts back to it. I was, we were wondering what it would be like to be the guy doing the effect, squirting the blood. You know, it's just how <laughs> much fun that scene was to film. No, we need well, more blood. I need more, no, we're out of blood. Get more blood. Cause I want more. I thought that scene was, it kind of um, was a little bit of a respite from the kind of heavy stuff. It was just, Blood squirting uh, on a
6: bathroom
7: stall silly. Yeah, we're, we're more yeah. for like the comedic effect, you know, uh to kind of lighten the mood. Yeah, because um, I think the film no,
4: needed no, at that no, point.
7: No
0: no, no mm-hmm. also also when he's trying to shake it off, it really looks like a dick stuck to his head. Like
6: Yeah, yeah. Like several times in the you film. Know,
0: you know, you know, you have those dildos that you could stick to the wall so the women could back. No, up on I, I don't, no, I'm
6: not
0: sure. <laughs> it really well, looks like he has one of those on his balls. The balls were <laughs> upside down. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that link. The dildo, the dildo was upside down and is covered in shit. That's what yeah, <laughs> happened to the yeah, yeah. I think it's
3: this? Is this I creature? Know. My man takes him to a shower weird. with someone who's got a clean body trying to get, and he goes for the person dropping the deuce. Like, really? <laughs> really, bro? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah, but yeah,
6: yeah. What
7: I read about the scene with the shower is uh, Henelander was trying to trying
1: show to that. Him. That fucking scene, mm. you walk into this communal shower, there's like 20 fucking like, shower heads, right? And you're waiting on the one that the, that the, the buff motherfuckers using. With
7: the porn stash.
1: Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. if I'm in there taking a shower and some dude walks in... You might get cursed
6: out. Or yeah,
1: out. like, like yeah, it was such a strange scene. Especially, like, he comes in, he's all scrawny and pale and busted looking.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that that
2: guy <laughs> showering so what, is possibly the most like polite weird person.
6: Scene of
7: this movie. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Ryan, what were you saying? I'm
2: saying the guy in the shower is possibly the most polite person in that possible scenario. As he's walking in, he's like, "Hey, you're gonna be fine, dude. Everything's good. Don't worry about (laughs) it."
6: He's
2: making the guy that could stab him feel at ease, which is such a nice thing for him to do. Which is which is the most which is the most unrealistic thing about that movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, that motherfucker would have punched him the fuck. The fuck you looking at, bro? Yeah, yo, yo, you got eyeball problem, motherfucker? Like, what's up? What's up? Oh, you know, saying that's the most unrealistic thing in this movie and shit. (laughs) Well, the hell with the uh, the hell with the turd cock and shit. That motherfucker being polite yeah. with the end of the shower is bullshit.
7: Well, <laughs> if I can interject here for a second on that scene, um Hanna Ladder was kind of going for the insinuation of what happens with most addicts is a lot of them turn to sex work. And this was a situation um where it could have it was coming off as sort of that I suck like, your you
3: know,
7: yank, man. like talking about you know they like gave her pay like you said or you know what they do uh just to to get a fix and that's literally what our main character brian who's a play on brain mm-hmm. uh is trying to do is get his fix like okay uh i guess i gotta do this guy but not in that way not sexually but uh, you know, it's sort of insinuating that part of it, uh, and that's what I've actually read. You know, Hannon Lauder himself said that. So, oh,
2: nice.
7: Yeah. Just wanted to throw that
2: out there. He talks about it on the uh, on the commentary as well. That yeah, the, it's definitely supposed to have homoerotic overtones. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it does. He could it does. go possibly in that direction.
1: And and as nice as that guy was, he probably would have been okay with it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He looks yeah. like a power top,
7: but Brian looks like a bottom. To be fair.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. most definitely, most definitely.
6: Hey, he Absolutely. does look kind
2: of lazy to me too. You're right, total <laughs> bottom.
6: <laughs> oh,
0: oh, we're going there. Uh, huh. This movie definitely raises enough points to go
3: there. They raise points to
7: go like really fucking anywhere. Yeah, there but if, they, line. if if anything, <laughs> it's speaking
3: truth. There's, yeah. there's no yeah. truth. If anything, no,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Like, like that's why, like, that's, <laughs> that's why I was thinking of uh, the basketball diaries while I was watching this. The, um, the um, that scene with the uh, DiCaprio goes into the bathroom stall with the guy, you know, and 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 lets him, you know, perform fellatio to be, you know, polite about the the term. <laughs> yeah. Um, on him. That's so another he, really
7: brilliant
0: film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's 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 where you, you you found out how brilliant of an actor DiCaprio was from that movie. Mm-hmm. That was pretty
7: early in his career, and that was based on the life of Jim Carroll, yeah. um, who, who was such an interesting person. Um, he is no longer with us, but yeah. it was based on his writings and his experiences, and he was honest. He was yeah. honest, and we yeah. got that, and DiCaprio really brought that to life as Jim Carroll. So, yeah, um, yeah,
0: absolutely. Kudos
7: to that fucking film.
0: Yeah, that 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 was one of the movies I I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. Like my parents really, me from- I
7: watched it with my
5: mom. <laughs> no, uh,
0: because they were they you know like they 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 wanted me to be aware of drugs and the dangers of drugs, but they felt that one went a little far in its depictions. But
7: and I they think just- it's mm. best to be honest and go far and right. and maybe maybe traumatize a little bit because yeah, if they're right. traumatized yeah. by drugs, they won't yes. go fucking near them.
3: Right, right, right. Like scared.
0: straight. As a parent. I'm
7: telling you this.
3: Yeah. Like, I think my first drug movie that kind of had me like, oh, it's kids. I was kind of like, oh, these kids out here wilding out. Like, okay, is this what what it is? And then Requiem for a Dream came along. (laughs) And I was like, damn. All right. I don't think I want to shoot anything into my body (laughs) because this shit looks wild as fuck. Right. But. (laughs)
0: You need those kind of tales, you know, saying to to see them, especially Mm -hmm. like to scare you. Like, you know, I'm saying, like this this is this is really what it is. Yeah, like, uh, I remember that scene from Basketball Diaries when he's detoxing and Er Ernie Hudson is keeping him trapped in a room and he's literally just, like, having the shakes. Please. Please, please." Even in
7: in the brilliant Ed Wood, which I told you is, like, my favorite movie of all time, when Bella, back when, yeah, Bella was the first celebrity, Bella Lugosi was the first celebrity to uh, go into rehab and be, you know, open about it. And so that was really important. But all we we get this little brief moment of how they did it back in the day. is just they trapped him in a room, locked him down, and hoped they survived. So you hear him just screaming and screaming and freaking the fuck out. That's how they did it. Like, oh, well, he might live. He might not. We'll see. And you got to think at that point in his life, Bela Lugosi was beyond heroin. He was shooting up Dimeral, straight Mm -hmm. morphine, and he drank formaldehyde. Because liquor wasn't getting him drunk.
0: Yeah.
7: And he mm-hmm. lived. He lived. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, that was that was crazy.
7: Yeah, so I mean, that was just a little taste. And now that I pointed it out, the next time you watch Ed Wood, you're going to really pay attention <laughs> to that scene. No, no, no. No, I, that I, scene in Ed Wood, it. just real
4: quick, <laughs> that scene in Ed Wood is brilliant because he's in lock in that room. and He's screaming. Like for real, he's a horror, you know, icon mm-hmm. was, you know, he is actually experiencing horror for the first yeah. time. his like real horror that not to, it's a different movie, but uh, that scene is very
7: impactful, no, but, I
6: think. But that's yeah. okay. These
7: all kind of have the same theme and that's sort of what we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about other things, but we're still really talking about the heart of this film.
6: Yeah. You know, yeah. these
7: films well. that kind of get under your skin and make you uncomfortable and, Like I said, when I did announce this film, a lot of people, a lot of you guys were kind of like, I don't really want to do this film. And I I was like, no, 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 we're going to do this fucking movie because it's really important to me. And I want you guys to see it differently. So I'm hoping if you didn't get what we're talking about yet, go back and watch it again after this conversation. And then maybe you'll catch on some things and go, wow, okay, this is his best work. This is right. in best fucking work.
0: Do you, you're, 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 you're the reason I watch this, Candy. You're, you're the reason I watch this. Because uh, I remember I was like, no. And you was like, you better. You fucking yeah. better. Call out. <laughs> yeah. You said you
3: were calling out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was calling out. Like, I'm, I'm calling out Thursday. You was like, you fucking better. You better be. I I, yeah. I, I watched Chud for you, motherfucker. You <laughs> <watch> exactly. <me.
6: laughs> like, you can do me.
7: I'll see you with Judd and you raise me a brain damage. Okay? Come yeah. on, man.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. No, because uh, you know, simply put, <laughs> the, the the reputation of this movie preceded itself. And yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like I
7: like, think Hen and Lauder's name on it is, is kind of the curse.
0: Right, right, right. Like I, I told you and shit that uh yeah. I mean I love Basket Case and, and my nephew, I know you do. My my nephew and uh, my <laughs> cousin hated it. Uh my baby nephew and uh they're just uh,
6: not
0: my, ready. my baby cousin, yeah. They were like, This shit is garbage, deal. Like fuck <laughs> you give me my basket case. They borrowed my shit and then they hated it. Give my shit back,
6: <laughs> you know. Okay, but
0: uh, I was like, you know, candy feels is important. I gotta watch this. And uh, no, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because mm-hmm. now I'm gonna have to now I'm gonna have to own it because uh, I was I was really invested. Like the last 15 minutes, I was sitting there, Indian style on the bed, watching this, you know, eating a donut, jelly donut by the way, from Donut <laughs> Delight. They're delicious. Um, <laughs> uh, And and I was sitting there just completely invested by the end of it. Like, you know, when uh, he goes back to the home and he blows a hole in his head and the fucking lights are coming out. And I'm like, this is just brilliance right here. (laughs) You know, the story they're telling is just absolute brilliance.
6: One hundred
0: percent, you know. Sorry. It's starting to steal. Yeah, I was thinking like when we had to
6: do
4: hard. Sorry, everybody froze
7: to me. When we
4: had to do hard rock zombies, you know, I was like, Okay, it's just ridiculous.
2: This yeah. movie, it
4: started it started out that way for me and I was prepared for that. And by the end of it, I'm like, God damn it, she made me feel stuff, you know. I didn't <laughs> yeah. <I> want <laughs> to have the feels for this
3: movie. Oh, I love edit. feeling. This was all <laughs> my I love I love feeling feelings, you know. I do, like I'm a big fan of movies that make that make me think. Like
6: right. if you engage no, me
3: like that. Ah,
0: oh, that's great. That's that's why I love Batman v Superman.
6: <laughs>
7: <laughs> we all love what we love, you know. Right. True. Uh,
6: um, absolute,
7: I, have, I have I have I like strong attachments to certain films that people are like, "Why?" and I'm like, "Well, it's just me. It just means something to me." Right.
6: right it's just, right, right. it's
7: like that. So, you know, fuck it. Fuck the haters. Right.
0: Um, right. Every, Ryan, every, every, Every movie feels. Uh, every movie, it means something to everybody. You know. Yeah. So be careful. This be, is this is why. It could I,
7: be any random movie too.
0: Right. This is why I always regretted how I came off on the Nightmare Three episode. You know. But it's
7: okay, Rob. I mean, we, you've more than made up for it. I mean, it's fine. You've
3: <laughs> more than made up for it, bro. Let it go. Well, I,
7: was, I, I got. I got like kind of you know bitchy with him, but. It was always yeah. fun. It was it was out of blood. No, that's the not best real. audio
4: cut. That's the best audio snippet ever. How that's the funny. fuck are you gonna shit all over this? I right? I, no, I, no. I was in our clip I was like, how the yeah. fuck? No, <laughs> fuck. No. I replay that shit no. over and over again. How the.
0: No, no. I said I said, <laughs> that, I said that clip. I was
7: like the. Fuck?
0: I sent that <laughs> clip to so many people and they, they laugh they laugh at my look because like why did you look like that? Because I knew it was coming. I knew I was going <laughs> to get shit in hard. I was
7: like, huh? <laughs> You know I love you.
0: You know I love you and but I was like how yeah, the here it comes. fuck
7: are you gonna give here this a nine when you <laughs> gave nightmares? I just like went full <laughs> thing
3: on it. How did yeah. have I not seen this clip?
7: It's oh, up there. It's Look, funny. Out there. Instagram, it's um somewhere on our Twitter, but you can probably find it easier on my Instagram. Uh, our clip, I think it's Wishmaster, um, that I said yeah. that because he was rating it real fucking high, and I was like, motherfucker, no. Well, <laughs> well, because
0: well, because the gore was fantastic, and you know, it yeah. got that high because yeah But uh, upon further reflection throughout the episode, it got lower and lower. And yeah, lower. his
7: score lowered like by eight points. <laughs> it was more like five points, and I was like, I was really proud of that moment.
0: <laughs> Candy, ha- Candy has that effect on people. She can get I am you to fucking <laughs> look twice. <laughs> on,
7: I'm persuasive on changing people's minds. I've even done it on behind the screens more than once. I've changed <laughs> Ian's mind a lot. I'm just very persuasive. Like BHS if you listen to it, he changes it of what I said. So yeah. like, I'm just persuasive, I guess. Uh, Ryan, um, have we changed your mind or were you we pretty much set on what you think about this
2: film? Uh no, I'm I'm definitely set, but uh I am uh happy to know that uh it is uh, as appreciated as it is.
0: No, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I definitely appreciate the fuck out of this movie. Like mm-hmm. this this was like I was watching, it, I was like I was expecting, you know, the like like Dave said, the the regular crazy henlauter shtick. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just really it's really engrossing, you know. It really gets you, you mm-hmm. wrapped up into the story as it goes along so by like you know the final minute you know when he tries to you know kill himself and he's got that big glowing hole in his head it's just a matter mm-hmm. of fucking brilliance you know what i'm saying like just the way it's just shining he's just like uh and you know the lightning's coming out it's just like this is fucking glorious this is absolutely glorious. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to uh, get the the Arrow Blu-ray of this. Yes, I, I, yes. I, I have to own this shit. I have to. <laughs> it's
7: and I was I was afraid that when I when we started talking about this, when I started bringing up brilliance and genius, <laughs> that I was gonna get laughed at. No, no.
0: Uh, y- you. Clearly,
7: it's personal to me because I had to have a cry about it. Jesus! Oh no! So embarrassing! you're no. good, sis. Like... You're you're
0: you're good, sis. You're good. If you can't cry in front of your family, who can you cry in front of? That's right? <laughs> Oh, I've cr- well, I've well, probably I cried in front of Rob many you. times. <laughs> I cried well, in front yeah. of you at your wedding, motherfucker. You remember that? I
3: didn't
7: <laughs> you, it. It. I you did. You did. And I called pride, you gay for I it. didn't get to hear the. I know. Noises.
3: Not that, trying to be offensive. No, no. I'm just not, saying. Not at the moment. You
0: call me later. I <laughs> did. <But>, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, nah, no, nah, you definitely looked out <laughs> for me that day.
3: Now, you know, like, so, back to the movie, I guess. You know what scene got me the most? Like I said earlier, when uh, the old man snatches it off of his neck and he squeezes it. He squeezes it. If I can't have it, you can't mm. have it, bro. Right, right. Like this mm. is mine. Like that's right. it. If I don't got my fix, you don't got your fix. Ultimate asshole. Bang. Mm-hmm.
6: Right. Un- mm. un-
0: unintentionally causing his overdose. You know.
7: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so, the, he you know?
6: probably yeah. Right, but we then. kind
7: of knew that that was gonna be some sort of inevitable thing. Right. Yeah. You know, the Elmer had been through without time and wasted all these motherfuckers along the way and people killed for it and died for it. And he was just gonna be some other some other victim, you know, and he was gonna move on. The Elmer is gonna go on. But actually, you know, they did end the <laughs> Elmer's little reign of terror, but it, it killed Brian.
0: That's 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 another that's another scene I want to talk about that went on for too long. That motherfucker took forever to die. Ever to die? Please, just make
6: die.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan hit the point right there and shit because uh, Elmer took forever to die. He was just squiggling his little dick self on, you know. (laughs)
6: Right, right, right.
0: right. He he was all he was all proper, you know, with proper English and shit, and then he's on the floor wiggling. Like, all right, motherfucker, we get it. You're dead. Die already. Die already. <laughs> Jeez. I'm tired of looking at you on the floor squirming and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a hard dick and shit. I want to get back
6: to the story. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's funny, but it's also how slowly addiction dies.
6: Yeah.
0: But, yeah. True. True. True.
7: It, it's, a, it's not a, a quick thing it's slow and it's and it's painful and no one won it goes on for way too long let me tell you
3: (laughs) everybody everybody loses you know no one won in that situation (laughs) like you know everyone who was addicted had died
7: (laughs) yeah and i gotta tell you you know there are some success stories with addiction out there i'm one I'm very, very lucky. I'm in a very small percentage. I also did not relapse. It doesn't make me better. There is no addict that's better than any other addict. Oh, oh, but-
0: also, 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 if I could point out, Candy, um, today, as we're recording this, um, uh, steve from Jackass has um, pointed out that I think it's 13 years since he's been sober.
3: That's um, mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he made a post today about how he hasn't done any alcohol or drugs in 13 years. Mm-hmm. So... Shout out, shout out to Stevo for that, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm
6: yeah.
7: pretty close to my time. Yeah, it's pretty close yeah. to my time. Um, yeah, uh, sobriety is, is such a huge thing and you have to, why it's such a slow thing, that slow death of addiction mm-hmm. is because you, you have officially fucked up everything in your life and you don't know who you are anymore. I went to a very special treatment center, um, kind of fancy, um, in, uh, Miami, but, uh, you know, man, they, they believe in dual diagnosis as I do with, uh,
6: mm-hmm.
7: addiction that you have to have mental disorders, uh, if you're an addict, it's just true. Mm. And, uh, they treat both. And uh, but, you know, it's the slow death, because once you finally recover, you have to recover all the relationships in your life that yeah. you fucking severed and fucked up. You have to apologize. You have to go through these steps. You have to go to meetings. You have to figure out who the fuck you are. But honestly, it changed my life. And I am so much for the better. I'm a better person. And I faced that shit like like a badass. I just mm. went I, I went to my family and I said, hey, I know you're all fucking pissed at me. I want you to just hit me with it. Yell at me, get Mm -hmm. mad at me, say everything that you want to say, get it out of your system because I deserve that. Not more of like a punishment, but more of like you deserve to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear what you have to say. So you have to repair your relationships. And in that, you have to grow. And for me, it was to get out of a bad situation that I was in, which was my first marriage. Mm
6: -hmm.
7: And I got out of that and I grew as a person. And look at my life now. It's yeah. better now. Right now, I'm going through a medical situation that's clearly stressing me out. But um, my, I can't say that there's anything else wrong in my life. My kids are great. My husband's fucking wonderful. My that's life right. is on track. People yeah. trust me. People trust me more now than they've ever trusted me. You know, I earned trust mm-hmm. and and more. You know, I, I'm a success story, but I've, I've always just wanted to get the message out. Let me help somebody, because I can help you. I can tell you how to do this. I'm nobody special, and I beat this, and that means anybody can. Anybody right. can do it. And
0: mm-hmm. you got a great support system, especially that man right there, Mr. Oh, Mr. I know. Sean that means a saint.
7: <laughs> he's yeah. a fucking saint.
0: Sean, though, me and Mac talk all the time. You're the greatest dude ever, dude. Like, you know, I love
6: you. you. Yeah.
3: Thank you. We look.
6: We uh, like, Yeah, you're a, good.
3: You're, you're a good guy, bro. Like, yeah, you're you guys definitely. know how I
7: feel about Dave, him. I what the mean. hell is
3: going on in your Dave? Dave is watching. No, Dave is watching
0: the
7: movie.
3: Dave is watching. the movie. I know,
0: Dave is watching yeah. the movie in the background.
7: Yeah, you're muted. I just
0: fin- I just
3: finished I it in the background. I I'm, I got I, I got He Man on in the background, so. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like
4: to watch the movies. Talking about him.
0: Yeah, no, no. I'm yeah, I usually do, too. It
7: never happens, but...
0: I, I knew Dave was watching it because he had that flashing light shit going on. Yeah, and, because
7: there's yeah. a lot of the epilepsy-inducing shit in Oh, there. yeah, I had
3: to fuck yeah. up. I had to
0: fucking... I, like, I
7: love oh, that
3: stuff,
0: man. If I didn't yeah.
7: have epilepsy before, I do have it now.
3: That's why I love anime, yo. I'm, I'm cool with flashing lights. No,
6: it don't I had, bother
3: me. I had to fucking turn away. That shit was gonna
0: fuck me up. That flashing light. Oh, it was... <laughs> That was another
7: thing that went on a little too long. I'm like, okay, please, I'm going to have a seizure or something. Please
0: don't. You're fucking me up here, Hennen Lauder. You know, (laughs) you fucked me up with the fucking (laughs) themes and shit. Now you're fucking my mind up and shit with this epilepsy shit. (laughs) Calm the fuck down, please.
6: Look, there it goes again. There it goes again. Give me more. (laughs)
0: Give me more, yo.
7: But, you know, going back to the film, uh, you're talking about it. I wanted to say that. It does. Another thing that's uh, I think brilliant about it is it doesn't super glorify it. Like it just it's maybe that first time or two that he's really feeling like oh I can (laughs) hear the colors and oh wow he's where he's jumping around. And I gotta say Frank, uh, what what was his name? I'm sorry, uh, Hurst. Uh, No, the actor Rick Hurst. Yeah, he hurt. did a phenomenal job when he he's did. jumping around, especially like in that junkyard, having a great time. Oh, like yeah. really fucking going at it, and he's having oh, like a the touch. bathtub scene. Yeah, like woo, <laughs> woo. I mean, just really, <laughs> hundred and ten fucking percent. And, um, but what's great about it is after this first couple, it it it's not fun anymore, and right. that is very true. After that, it becomes maintenance. It's not fun, and you never can recreate those first one or two highs that you yeah. get. That's why that whole saying, like the first one's free, because you have a good time.
6: Mm-hmm. After
7: that, after that, it's just maintenance. It's not fun. You're not doing it because you're having a good time. You're doing it because you need to not feel sick.
0: That's 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 why I brought up Death Wish. That's why I brought up Death Wish because Death mm-hmm. Wish chronicles that shit perfectly. You know, yeah. Yeah. after I after so long. After he he, he puts uh, a bunch of quarters in a sock and he he's about to get mugged and he smacks the mugger with it and then he runs home and he's, like, filled with joy, you know, like, oh, yeah, I did it. I've heard my first mugger. And then, like, you know, he goes and shoots and he throws up and makes him sick. And then, like, you know, he, he shoots his, you know, couple second rounds of muggers. And then, like, you know, he feels good about himself. But then he, like, kind of overdoes it and it, it's not fun anymore. It's ugly. You know, he takes... <laughs> Unnecessary shots. He shoots them more than they need to be shot. They're already down, but he shoots them more, you know. And it just becomes, you know, just a thing he needs to do, you know.
7: Rob, you're making me think different about Death Wish. So, thank- like,
0: no, no, Death like the the, the, the Death Wish sequels are very much, you know, vigilante porn. But the the first, death-
7: oh, I can't one.
0: No, the, the 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 first one is definitely a tale about addiction. And <laughs> Paul Kersey's addiction is shooting muggers. And, <laughs> you know, it comes to the point where he just becomes addicted to it. And he has to do it. And it's it, it, by, the, by the end of it, it be just becomes truly ugly, you know. And uh, at the end, he goes off. They, they send him off to Chicago where he thinks he's going to have a better life. And then there's fucking assholes over there. And it's like, you know, you go to rehab, but you still find the, you know, a supplier, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna have fun here, and it's just <laughs> like a, could the continuing cycle, you know, <laughs> of his addiction. That's, and that's and,
7: and that's what recovery is: is breaking that and say learning how to say no and being strong enough to say, I know where this path leads <clears> me. You, and, and and there's an AA saying, I live by AA sayings, um, even though you, I went to AA, even though I I didn't drink alcohol because it's, it's very useful, even in just like day to day life. And I use AA sayings all the time, like one day at a time. But another one is you have a choice, and it's only on the first one. That's where your choice is. After that, you don't get to make the decisions anymore. So that's where your choice is. And if you take that to heart and you apply that, then, yeah, I have the choice. I know where this road goes. I can say yes. But after that, I don't have control anymore. Or right. I can say no and have control. And that's all it really is if you break it down simple. And that's what AA tries to do is just break everything down so simple that you can say yes or no, that you can take control of your life. And, it, and it's so interesting that uh, that can apply to a lot of different things. Um, so many of those different things. AA is a way to live just for anybody Even if you don't have any substance abuse Problem, mm. if you're, you know Need some kind of like guidance in your life Look up some AA shit, it's really mm. Inspirational, yeah. uh, Ryan um, I, I know that we are big cacophony A lot of the time, so we can We tend to overwhelm people, so let's hear from <laughs> you A little bit, I'm sorry
2: uh, Sorry, oh I was overwhelmed <laughs> Okay uh... <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't really know what to, to to actually say. Oh boy. uh hmm That's a first. Uh, well, no, it's it, uh that that happens quite often. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's the film itself. It's I like when I saw it the first time last year. I don't really remember anything from the viewing I kind of more remember it as kind of like a Joe Bob thing because mm-hmm. he'll yeah. he'll play some objectively shitty films mm-hmm. just because oh, yeah. he enjoys them and as he should because he can make them interesting even if they're terrible Absolutely. but I, they, they all kind of like bled together for me yep. and so
6: <laughs> my
2: memory of, of this was oh I've seen that before but that was it like that was basically it and then watching it last night kind of seeing how complex it actually was and kind of how heartbreaking it was it was really the first time where i i saw frank henleter as kind of like a more than just like a like that rude kid that just <laughs> wants to like fart in your face and then say ha, ha, fart in your face like that he's actually like an artist and it's uh it's really exciting to see those kind of like the the tide shifters like okay. when somebody says to you, no, 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 I'm not just fucking around. Like, I'm here, I have something to say, and I have something to add to the conversation. And it's not just, oh, basket case is in MoMA, and that's great, because it's visual art, but it becomes this kind of, like, the moment where he really kind of steps up. And it makes me sad that he really stopped making movies in, like, 1991, 1992, Mm -hmm. that he didn't keep doing it. And I know that he did it because he got burned out and he was tired of dealing with distributors who didn't want to pay him what it took to make a good movie, but I really wish that he had been making movies throughout the 90s and in the 2000s because I want to see a lot more from this Frank Hanloner, specifically this one. Right. Yes.
7: Um, you I mean, you that's tend that's beautifully put.
0: You, yeah, you tended to get these kind of stories from when a tale... Is that personal to the artist? You know, when they're telling a personal story, you know, that's when the, when they shine through. You know, yeah. Like, and, and, and you could tell this is a personal story to him, and I, I think that's why he took extra care in telling this story. You know, like Basket Case is is definitely grindhouse style things, but this one, this is a story that was personal to him. So he took like, you know, that the you know, made just extra, you know, just direct care, you know, in telling this story because it was personal to him.
2: And the remarkable part is that he doesn't lose the sense of humor that brought kind right. of what he what he brought to Basket Case. You right. can easily it doesn't feel like a movie made by a different director. It feels like a director evolving.
7: And now um, the time has come, everyone, for reviews.
2: Mm-hmm. And, of course,
7: I go first because I just decide that. But because uh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to give the highest rating. So I just like to get that out of the way. Um, but uh, I will explain really quickly to our guests, Ryan. Um, here's what we do is we give a uh, how many stars we want out of 10, and it's usually 10 something creative from the film or something ridiculous. So you'll see that in my review. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to uh, set the bar really high, and you guys are going to be like, oh, my God, I, I need to get the high score. But I'm going to give this a 9.5 out of 10 of uh, fellatio brain removals. Uh, <laughs> the point five is taken off for the bad CGI. Uh, but I really just think that this was a fun tale. No, no. Okay. Fun is wrong. No, it was a great look at something that people shy away from telling stories about. And he used horror, which is, uh, I think brilliant on his part to tell this tale. And it has, of course, it's humorous moments. It has some great gore. Um, (laughs) It's really his shining, uh, you know, production of uh, of of a uh, you know anything that he's done. I really think it's the best, and uh, I can't say enough good things about it. And I hope I've changed some minds a little bit, raised a couple points or or half points I'll take um, on on people's thoughts on this film. But uh, I think I, I pretty much uh, summed up how how important this is to me throughout this discussion. This is officially our after school edition of the house that screams uh after school you know do you guys remember the after school specials or am i old
0: oh no no we did love know. those things
7: okay okay yeah this is our after school special also
0: also episode. also also you, um uh, i remember um uh, remember hbo's life stories families in crisis yeah yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I remember those shits too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
7: yeah. <laughs> so this is so the, we can officially title this our after-school special from the house. You should. You family. should. You
2: should. We you will. Should. <laughs> we just yeah. need a rainbow graphic that says "The more you know," and knowing <laughs> is that. half the battle.
6: <laughs>
7: <G-I-G>.
6: <laughs>
7: <laughs> so yeah, I set the bar pretty high. Nine point five out of ten. Uh, brain removals. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, Rob. I,
0: Uh, I will share your sentiments, Candy, and I will give this a 9.5 out of 10. Um, uh, damn, like, 9.5 out of 10, uh, four trains coming above ground before they should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, this, uh, this movie, uh... Is is definitely a revelation, you know. Okay, it's
7: unfrozen now. I'm sorry, Rob. Whatever your score was, I didn't hear it because I was frozen that whole time. It it,
0: it was it was a 9.5 out of 10. Four trains coming above the line before they should. Um, uh, yeah, yeah,
7: I yeah, like yeah. it. I thought I was gonna be the highest. I'm so happy. I'm proud.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> I I I definitely share your sentiments. I'm I'm taking a half a point off for the bad uh, stop motion. Mm -hmm. Um with the you know him his fucking coming out the mouth and shit. And sometimes the the stop motion is kind of chintzy in other parts. Mm -hmm. Obviously he didn't have the budget to do uh you know he didn't have much of a budget at all to to do much of anything. But um this is this film is definitely a revelation. It's an incredibly engrossing story. You know, Frank Hanela really showed his stride as a filmmaker with uh you know the not just the, the storytelling but the visuals um it, he had incredible visuals throughout the whole thing um like 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 candy was saying with the neon lights you know the, the that that's really my shit you know neon lights i, I love neon lights in the movie i think it just, it's just this beautiful thing mm-hmm. you know and you know with the whole like you know addiction thing where he's in the junkyard and he sees the colors you know, which is kind of like a, uh, a stereotypical thing, you know, with addicts. The colors, the colors, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
6: know,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, but like it is definitely an, an incredibly engrossing story. And uh, I, I, I was fully into it by by the end of it. I was fully invested in this story. Um. I, I'm definitely going to have to own this soon. I, I'm going to have to seek this out as as quickly as I can. Whoever the fuck has it, I need to have it, because I need to think of my, in my Probably collection. Probably
7: Arrow. Mm-hmm.
0: No, Arrow, Arrow definitely has the best version, because they make the best version of every fucking movie when they release mm-hmm. it. Uh, I love Arrow. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love this movie. I, I really loved it. Uh, Rick Hurst gave an incredible performance. I didn't get to talk about him, but he was incredible. Uh, I, I love how um Lauder had to give him the split lift because he said he was too fucking he was too fucking pretty. You know? <laughs> I had to take the pretty down. So he gave him the split lift. Um he was definitely great. Uh you know, uh Zachary we, we talked about uh his voice is phenomenal as uh you know the, 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 the shit dick <laughs> <laughs> I'm with, I'm with the shit dick. You know and yeah, like I I, I definitely this is one I definitely have to watch again because uh, as soon as soon as I, I the the end credits hit them like I I have to have this I definitely have to have this movie it it has to be mine this is totally my shit and uh, I need this movie in my life in my collection on my shelf and it's a beautiful thing and I love it uh, so nine point five out of ten four trains that co- come above on the ground before they should. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, uh,
7: who wants to go next? Uh, Shada, then?
1: I had originally thought about giving this a seven. And like I had said earlier, um, you know, I had watched this movie quite a few times uh, before we watched it last night and before Candy and I had talked about the, the uh, drug addiction aspect of it. And had always just viewed this movie as just like a cheesy B movie fun, you know, had a good time watching it. But when I saw it from a different perspective, I decided my reviews got to change because of that. And so I'm going to bump it up to nine out of 10 bloody underwears. <laughs> and I think of, of all and Lauder's work, this is his crowning achievement. Yeah. Um, you can definitely, like Ryan said, you can definitely see the evolution of a director with this. There's a story to be told. Um, I think that, that you know, as, as cheesy as, as Aylmer is, and like you said, with the stop motion, you know, it's kind of shitty at, at points. And and I, I think back to the scenes where the needle comes out uh, and, and his mouth, his, his jaw just lowers you know it's of it, it looks cheesy but i i think that that's it kind of adds to the film it, it makes it unique because you have this deeper story to tell but there's also like this comedic edge to it yeah and so it's you know it's this dark comedy um and it's just it's just a unique film it's different than anything else of its time um so yeah we're gonna go uh, nine out of ten bloody underwear
7: yeah mm. Uh, all right. Uh, Dave,
4: I believe you were next. Yeah, also, a 9 out of 10 pulsing meatball brains. Because that, <laughs> that scene in the movie, that actually, that scene in the movie we didn't talk about, that's where his girlfriend is, like, making the last-ditch attempt to reach him. And he's just <laughs> not interested. He is just like, you know, are you not seeing this? Yeah. Um, I, was, I went to this film expecting, like, just some stupid, like, puppet show. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I was not expecting like Requiem for a Dream meets like leaving Las Vegas. You know, it was, uh, it made me feel bad about myself for having low expectations. I'm going to go back and watch it again. And I'm going to, I think it's going to be a different film upon a second viewing.
7: It will be, I promise. Which, which I think, mm-hmm.
4: actually, when I lo- I love movies like that. When you watch them the second time, they're a completely yeah. different thing. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but nine out of ten. Yeah, you know, I I loved it. I was not expecting to love it. Um, like like I said, Hard Rock Zombies. I was expecting to hate it, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
6: oh, I
5: we're right. you guys, on
7: that I, I'm sorry if I'm sorry but for
5: that episode so i was spared the torment
7: yeah.
4: of it yeah thank you for making because this is a movie i never would have watched ever in a million fucking years ever watched I'm, without the prodding from you guys so and, and i feel I'm, like it yeah so thank you
7: i gotta yeah interrupt 100% these, me inter- too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i gotta definitely. interrupt just real quick in these in these things I, i'm so proud of you guys i'm so happy Because I know nobody wanted to do this film, and I was really pushing it, and I'm so glad that this came out of it. So um, who wants to go next?
0: Well, hold on, hold on. I I, I got to tell Erica, be glad you missed that episode, because that was, like, the worst episode ever.
6: (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Oh, my God. We were people
0: people
7: to even listen to.
0: We were fucking miserable (laughs) doing
7: that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was literally (laughs) trying trying to get drunk. I was trying. (laughs) Oh, man. I couldn't. I couldn't you
0: get drunk
7: know. enough. I was yeah, miserable. No thing.
0: I was miserable the whole
4: that fucking time like watching that
7: shit. It, it was, like was watching the movie, no. miserable talking about the movie. It no, was my fault. No. I brought it up, and I brought it to someone else's attention who fell in love with it, who put us sort of on trial <laughs> during the, the <laughs> review. And yeah, I was that. like, "Listen, fuck motherfucker, that. listen. <laughs> that, that was some bullshit." But that was no longer oh, the on old, the show. So kiss
0: the, my ass. Yeah, the only <laughs> joy that came of it was uh, when I referred to one of the characters as Ron Jeremy's dad. And <laughs> yeah. uh, and, that, and that was the funniest thing that fucking happened and shit. That was the only way we got it through was that fucking really, episode. Really, really. Yeah. But, but that was a piece of shit movie and it was a miserable episode and be glad
6: you uh, missed it.
7: I'm glad I what? made up with it with this film that nobody wanted to do. Okay, uh, Erica, go ahead. Uh, you're All ready. right. <laughs>
5: So, um, yeah, I came into this, you know, um, I I think, uh, yeah, I was also in that situation of I knew that Joe Bob covered it and I was probably watching the episode more for his commentary than for the movie, like the movie was on in the background. And Joe Bob had also covered Basket Case, which honestly is not my particular favorite at all for various reasons. I think I had kind of mixed the two up in my mind a little bit. So I'm really glad I rewatched this last night um i i think it does have a lot going for it 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 is super silly um but you know i i came in with low expectations like oh god i gotta watch this again but i'm gonna give it uh eight out of ten um blue juice injections all right and uh yeah I'm I'm I am docking a couple points for um, some pacing problems and first some like the the train scene with that kind of crappy CGI or or whatever that was where Elmer's coming out of his mouth didn't look right but you know other than that it I I thought the movie had a lot of heart it had great visual style so yeah I'm really glad I rewatched this Yay, and I'm so glad and I-
1: can I can I just say Talking about the blue juice. In my early twenties, I worked in uh, airline maintenance,
5: oh. and, we, <laughs>
1: and we had to clean the lavatory tanks.
5: Oh!
0: oh.
5: But yeah, that the lavatory thing. I like that scene where um, Brian has his hand like in the the pool of blue water next to his bed. I, it did make me think of when you put those blue drops in your toilet tank to make the water yeah <laughs> self clean. Yeah, like, that kind of thing. Of. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I can uh, smell uh, it. I can smell that shit when I see it. Uh, I,
0: have, I have a funny story about that. Um, when, when my grandmother passed, uh, uh, we 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 flew to Puerto Rico to, to, to bury her, and on the flight to Puerto Rico, um, there was like a turbulence thing, so the, oh, no. the 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 stewardess weren't as active as usual, so we couldn't get our drinks because we all wanted to drink, and um. <laughs> My, my cousin Nethi, who accompanied us, she went to the back and stole a bunch of the bottles to, to pass around <laughs> to us. And... Um, Yeah, she she passed them around, we all got fucking drunk and it was hilarious. But then she ended up working for an airlines where she had to clean the fucking airplanes and shit. And I was like, That's your penance, bitch. That's your penance. (laughs) You stole you stole from an airplane, now you gotta fucking clean them.
6: (laughs) Yeah. It's a bitch.
0: Oh, shout out to Netti, my cousin
3: Netti.
7: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Ryan, which so, you yeah. have to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm t- sorry, man. I oh,
2: didn't know
3: who's next. No, who no, was no, 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 Ryan. No, Ryan can go. Ryan should
2: go. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, David stole my ranking system, uh, not on purpose, but I was going to say it spaghetti happens. brains. So <laughs> thinking, you always got that back. Twin backups. brain right now. Twin brain. Great minds uh, think alike. <laughs> I'm going to give this uh, eight and a half. Uh, showers that should be more suspicious. Uh, (laughs) So uh, my favorite kind of horror movies are the ones that uh, use the medium and the genre to comment on the world as it is and how it should be, as well as making a movie that you don't need to know those things to understand it and enjoy it. And I think that in that sense, even if it wasn't very clear that it's about addiction, I think that it would still be a very kind of harrowing and very intense film. And so I think that it succeeds on both those counts. And if if I can enjoy a horror movie on both fronts at the same time, then that is something worth seeing again.
0: Absolutely. That, that's, that, that's great. That's the beauty of horror sometimes, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a horror you know scary tale But it could teach you things at the same time You know that That's that's just the beauty of
3: horror Yeah,
7: It is And it's come up a lot on this show um, Mac let's hear from you
3: So I want to give it Two ratings If you don't okay. mind The
7: that first okay. was going to
3: be as someone who knows nothing Because compared to ya yeah, I know nothing
2: and, You're learning
3: uh, I'm getting there I'll give that that max a 9 point, uh, 9.5 mm-hmm. out of 10 lukewarm bath waters because, mm-hmm. like uh, Ryan said, you can get the picture of what's being depicted here. Someone has a problem, people have problems, and it's just destroying their life and their world around them. Now, on my other rating, I'm going to give it at a 10.10. Scare kids to not be doing crazy hardcore drug videos because I would definitely use this to be like, see? Yes. Yeah, keep playing games yes. in the street with your friends. You wind up like this. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Just leave out the fellatio scene.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to be like this. This is what you're going to be into. Yeah, keep you're going to be...
0: You're gonna be sucking. You're gonna be sucking shit, dicks in the fucking back alley. You know what I'm saying? If you're, yep. you're not careful. You ain't
3: going for the buff guy in the shower. Ah, so scare them even more the
2: and play it twice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really but get right, the point no.
3: home. Right, <laughs> drill it home. Double down, back to back. Let's go. Absolutely. Yeah.
6: What
7: well, you didn't learn the first time, you're gonna learn this time.
6: Oh.
7: Yeah. Um. I have found as a parent. Uh. We have two grown kids uh, that are in college now, the girls. Uh, but, you know, our son is will be 14 on Monday. Uh, he's Ooh. the baby. Um, yeah, Ash, uh, who's coming in and said hi a little bit sometimes. But, uh, yeah, um, it's, honesty is the best policy with children. If they come up and ask you something, you need to be 100% honest. You need to tell them the absolute truth. And in doing that, you will have success with your kids. If you helicopter parent, if you try to hide them from the evils of the world, um, then they're going to have a hard time as adults. And what you have, the best thing I can tell any of you with your kids, and I mean, I know Dave has a grown daughter. But the best thing that I can give advice to anybody else in having a kid is you need to be honest you need to answer their questions. You have to be raising adults. You're not raising children, you are raising adults. And if you have that philosophy, you're gonna be okay. Your kids are gonna grow up okay. And I think we've had pretty good success with our kids, don't you agree? Right.
6: Yeah.
7: We we have great
6: kids. I think so.
7: We're not the most conventional parents, clearly but our our kids are our kids are great fucking kids, and we've always been very, very honest with them about things that you know sometimes that parents want to shy away from, but you can't shy away from them. You can't. Mm-hmm. So you know, since that came up, I just wanted to throw that little tidbit of advice out. and uh, I believe all of us have given our ratings, correct? Yes. Yes.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: yes yeah it it is time to plug. Who's ready to plug? <laughs>
3: I'm a. Ooh, Robert. Uh, Nope, I'm going to do it. Shout out to my brother over here, Action Drunkies. We're coming back, guys. Don't worry.
6: Shout out to
3: the House of Scream family, everybody who's listening. Uh, Definitely Mike over at Acting Undisputed. Ryan, thanks for coming out. And uh, I love all you guys. It was a a fun movie. Thank you for uh, making me watch it. And if anyone needs help, please seek the help that you need. And if you know someone who needs help, please try to get them help and be a good support system.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
7: Yes. Yes. Uh, Ryan, you're our guest. Would you like to uh, plug your various uh, pursuits?
2: Sure. Uh, uh, Of my four shows, only two are currently uh, airing episodes. So I have uh, The Coolness Chronicles, which is a, a, uh, a, what's the word? Sorry. Just completely mind blanked uh it is a subjective oh i hope you do uh it's it's uh it's a subjective pop culture history lesson about mystery science theater 3000 uh the greatest thing in the world uh i basically i start from the very beginning of the show and take it all the way through the present day it's kind of serialized and oh, that's that's beautiful uh
7: we did a special episode on horror on MST3K. You missed that one. Oh, so
2: That would have been so much fun. Because
7: oh. uh, Dave and I and uh, Shaw of the Dead, we are huge Mysties, So yep. we did a special <laughs> episode about it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's something you should check out. Sorry.
2: Will do. That's yeah.
7: actually uh, how I know you. It's from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, nice. I'm in all the groups. <laughs>
2: So uh, that show, if you want to listen to it, is on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find this show, you can find that show. And then I also co-host uh, a show called Reels of Justice, where every week we take a movie and put it in fake court. We have a prosecutor, we have a defender, we have a jury, we have a judge, and we determine if a movie is guilty or innocent of being a bad movie. And we've had that like. dope. We've had like twelve or thirteen uh MST performers and writers on the show. Uh nice. even more than I've had on my podcast. So that's great. Uh I'm not jealous at all. Uh and that is also <laughs> wherever you can find uh, this show, you can find Reels of Justice as well.
7: Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and
2: thank you for having me on the show, by the way. I'm I'm if honored you would like that to you come asked. Back, me. I would absolutely it. come back anytime. Absolutely well, anytime
7: hit me up on Instagram and with your email and I will email you, uh, what we've got coming up and where we have availability. Okay.
2: You can be absolutely assured that will be happening. Thank awesome. you for having me on this episode. This was an honor and I'm glad I got to talk about this movie with other people that love it. And, uh, yeah, thank you.
7: Awesome. Thank you. Uh, um, who would like to go next?
0: I'll go to get it. Um, way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Rob's ready to step up okay I didn't call yeah. him first yeah thanks Mac um, of course uh, my baby the action drunkies uh, me and my brother talking about our favorite action movies you know with uh, you know some of our favorite people in the world wink wink um, <laughs> uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube you can find me as the cinema drunkie on Instagram Facebook, Twitter and YouTube uh, shout out to Mike on Atkins Undisputed He's on hiatus right now He will be back April 2nd uh, uh, Talking more Scott Atkins goodness uh, Shout out to my brother uh, Michael Cook On Hit Rewind the, he's, uh, uh, the show I usually Appear on We Got the Beat Where we talk about teen movies from the 80s Is on hiatus right now But we will be back in May And uh, yeah Yeah um, that's all I got. for plugs, the most Pretty important good. ones.
7: Very succinct. Yeah. I, I try to. I
0: try, I try. to get the most important ones out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, of course, my beautiful family over here on House of Screams. Yeah. I, I find it. I, I find it weird to promote the the show I'm appearing on. Right.
7: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have rules on this show, so why the fuck not? Right, right. right. <laughs> that, shout the listeners so out sometimes, you
3: know? Yeah, right, right.
0: yeah
7: that's out. what makes us glorious is we don't have fucking rules. Right. People <laughs> like that. Yeah,
0: apparently. but shout out shout out <laughs> to the people who listen to us and who enjoy us to, uh, talk our craziness from time to time. Um, we we really appreciate you guys and thank you for joining us on this incredible journey we're having through the, the candles of horror.
7: Yes. Oh,
5: that's so great. Uh, Erica? Uh, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com where you can read my blog posts um, since uh, my former podcast co hosts on my own podcast moved away and was too busy to continue that. This is the main podcast where you can find me. So thanks for thanks for putting up with me, you guys. <laughs> uh, we love you, Erica. We we love enjoy it. Uh,
0: yeah, we... We, we love the shit out of you, Erica you, you And I to
5: nice. gotta tell
7: you I gotta tell you, Erica, our episodes Our first episode that, you know, The Love Witch Where we, it was just us Blowing the fuck up Miss Annabella herself has been retweeting uh, it that And is- uh, the actors uh, Are liking it And it is blowing up I, I'm very impressed So I'm excited for more of our Ghouls Night Out Which is our feminist uh, reviews That are just kind of a little featurette That we do here and there um, we're going to do, I spit on your grave coming up soon. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. So thank you to Erica
5: who I am so glad is part of the uh, show. Love. I just, yeah, I love this show and I love the, the ghouls night out spinoff so much fun. Um, and, uh, if anyone listening gets a chance, please support my friend, Andrew Devoff's work with his brewery three Mar yes. brewery, um, at three dot com. Um, or on Instagram at three mar brewing. So, uh, if you live in the SoCal area, please uh, make a trip to Crestline on the weekend. Get a combo meal, get some craft beer. It's really awesome stuff. Very unique, uh, made with a lot of love. And uh, yeah, there will be big uh, changes with the business coming up that are exciting and kind of scary. So I won't spoil it, but keep your keep your eyes out for that. That's all I got.
0: She froze for a second. Hold
5: on. Oh, she okay. I was yeah. like, it, like, it looked like everyone else froze though.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean is good, but she's definitely frozen.
7: Oh my God, Skype tonight. What's oh, Being a
3: motherfucker tonight, like always.
5: I'm frozen. <laughs> Not as bad as when we tried to do that Camp Twilight.
3: Ryan down here, either he frozen or he holding it really good. No, 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 he's good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. I, saw I'm going I, I say into we wrap it. this shit up. Let's wrap this shit up because I can't handle Skype much longer.
3: Mm-hmm. Dave, you're up, buddy.
4: No, no, nothing. I, the, um, the only thing I got to say is I love being on this podcast so much. I listen to other podcasts to prepare for, for the movie that we're doing, and this is the one uh, that is the most fun. Uh, other podcasts pale in comparison to this. I love behind the screams, but um, I think if I were, if I weren't on this podcast, I would still listen to this podcast. So yeah, listen to us and nothing
6: else. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait,
3: us and everybody else we plug.
6: Everybody
4: else we plug. Sorry. God damn it. Okay. them too.
2: No, no, you were right. No, you were right. And I
6: love you all.
4: I love you all so much. And my Thursday nights are so much brighter because of this.
5: Absolutely Yep I agree
7: <laughs> Okay uh, Is it down to me? Because I don't I, I have a Skype problems I uh, don't know where I'm at right now
1: Yep It's I've been lost
7: in the Matrix all night Okay I have quite a bit to plug tonight um, Of course I, I like to You know I'm going to replug my own show But uh, People seem to like us And I love you guys that like us uh, We have some fans And we did our first live show recently uh, actually, uh, earlier this week, it, uh, we gained some fans from that. And they really seem to enjoy us enjoy, uh, talking about Night of the Creeps. Um, and we will be doing another live show and it's a double feature that's coming up very soon at the end of this, uh, um, season. So that's soon. Um, so watch out on our Twitter, which is at House Underscore Screams that I run. Um, I'm on it more than my personal Twitter. I'm never on my personal Twitter. I just run House of Screams, and we have a ton of new followers, um, and that just kind of grows. And just uh, some of the uh, other podcasts that we work with, or you know, are friendly with, uh, including some of the people that pe- uh, people have already mentioned, like uh, Mike Scott and Adkinson. Undisputed, uh, he's a sweetheart, he's been on several episodes, he's coming back for more. Um, we've got just so many people uh, that I want to talk about. Uh, Ian and, and company, you know, Lucy, Lindsay, Ian on uh, Behind the Screams. Uh, we've had uh, Ian on many times. Uh, Lucy will be making her first appearance coming up. And Lindsay did The Gate with us, which should be released by the time you hear this. I'm um, sure it will be, unless something weird happens, but... Uh, so, yeah, behind the screens, thank you for your friendliness. So, if you haven't checked them out, uh, definitely check them out. Uh, I also want to say uh, if you, like, like Max said, um, if you know someone or if you are someone who is struggling with substance abuse problems, um, there, uh, my, the helpline that I would like to plug is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Their national hotline number is 1 800 662 HELP. Um, they can get you, uh, set up with a treatment plan, get you into a detox, gets you into a rehab and a program, whatever you need to do. Um, there is help out there. There is hope. I'm not anybody special. If I can do it, you can do it. Just, you know, all you have to do is just want to change and, uh, and more than willing to talk to anyone who needs to, to talk to someone about that kind of thing I'm absolutely here for you um you can find me like I said I run our twitter at house underscore screams that's me um also uh my instagram which I I mostly use for this show is at candy the final girl uh you can talk to me there I'm very easily reachable because I have no life due to my spine injury I just sit on social media all day (laughs) so um yeah am I missing anything
0: no, that seems. I'm to sure be that new.
7: I, I'm sure that I am, but that's just gonna have to do. I'm tired, and my back hurts. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for putting up with my uh, after-school special emotional breakdown episode.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find some good theme music to to lay over yeah.
7: it. So yeah, let's make this funny. Uh, don't make my, don't waste my tears. Make this hilarious. <laughs>
1: In the arms of the angel.
7: <laughs> oh, fuck you, dude. I cried hear that song.
3: 20 cents a month. <laughs>
7: that makes me think of my kitty cats. I can't listen to that song. Never. I, I will always cry. Never.
6: Yeah. So we'll,
7: we'll find some kind of fucking theme. But yeah, we got to make this shit hilarious because, of course, I had a little emotional moment. Brian, that's not normal, by the way.
2: <laughs> fucking yeah, Sarah. Oh, man, I thought every episode oh, fuck
7: was like more. this. I love it. No. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. ever evolving because we, we you know, I call us the punk rock horror podcast. We don't have any rules. We're not stuffy. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We can change the rules anytime if there are rules. You know, we just do whatever we want. People seem to like that because it's so natural. They, uh, You know, people like to just listen to us because it seems to sound like they're hanging out with their friends. And that's exactly what we are. We are family. We are more than friends. Um, this is a family. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I love appreciate. all of you guys. And thank you, Ryan. Just get in contact with me, and I will let you know where we have some space. And we'll get you back in the show, because I really appreciated your insight. Oh, thank you. I will definitely do that. I'm going to talk some MSC3K, because I am, like, the mega MSC3K queen. Mm-hmm. Sounds yes, good. Maze.
0: Yeah, I, I I definitely had a um a conversation with a buddy of mine, Ron, about uh, space mutiny. He was like, "Oh, it's good to meet a find uh, a, a Misty," and I was like, "If you want to see a real Misty, you got to talk to my girl Candy because <laughs> <laughs> my she- very
2: first
7: tattoo. I didn't get something small. I got a seven hundred dollar huge piece of of this the poster of Star Force uh uh
2: fugitive alien too."
7: of Alien too, exactly. I got the poster of that on my arm, seven hundred dollar tattoo. So I, I don't so do poor. things in a little way. I do it in a big way. So you don't put your yeah. toe
2: in the water. You put your whole damn foot in the water. That's how you Almost do people
7: it. Like I don't ease into the pool. I jump right the fuck in. That's
2: how there you're you supposed go. to
3: do it, though. Hell yeah! Punch rock groin.
7: I mean, I'm still alive, right? <laughs> so. Slab jaw. That's a success story to me. I'm still
2: fucking alive. Crud bone meal.
0: That's
1: it's my, my hard pack. Crud bone meal.
2: So it. in the future there's absolutely no shame. Yeah.
0: No, no mine is a uh, Bob Johnson. Oh wait.
7: Wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> <Thorne> Mcgristlebody. <laughs> oh. oh no, uh,
0: no. I like a uh, big McLarge, huge, yes. <laughs> Boy, lump beef broth. <laughs> Can I
1: just say about that episode, that episode?
4: So that, I'm gonna go watch it right now. This scene,
1: <laughs> this this scene where he makes they make the comment about the the chick having the armadillo in her trousers, and then I and then I instinctively look at her crotch and realize, holy shit! Like she's got like this huge cod piece. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I, I thought she was gonna mention the the dead chick that's uh, back at her station. Hey, uh, I'm glad you gave that dead woman another chance.
6: Look <laughs> <laughs> alive,
2: Susan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, she's tied. Hey, she's. Really <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 I like that. They're like, sign, did, sir.
6: Did
7: you you know,
2: sign sure good on you card? that
7: you uh, gave that dead woman a second chance.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Skype's frozen.
3: Again. Uh-oh. oh God. Oh, this is my high face all the time, so don't worry about it.
6: Damn you, Skype. Oh.
7: Yeah, I have been <laughs> stuck in the Matrix most of the night. Like, there's big chunks where I can't hear shit, but, like, Glad somebody says something tonight. and it slows down to, like, every little piece of their voice. Like, Rob was doing it. And it's not like he was doing opera, but it was, like, uh, <laughs> Fucking uh, digitalized. <laughs> so he's like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, what is he saying? I don't
0: know. Maybe I was. Maybe I was doing opera. You never know what I was like. my Digital profession
7: opera. Was. That's the new thing. That's the new thing. Get your foot in the door, digital opera. Head and water. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. All right all right
7: it's time to hit the old so to be like family guys time to hit the old dusty trail i gotta yeah. go i love so, you all doctor's no appointment much. tomorrow everybody <laughs> have a good me night luck for tomorrow yeah, yeah wish me luck for tomorrow i have an appointment and hopefully we'll figure out something Mm-hmm. as to my back because the last one did not produce much uh information. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so we got to we got to keep hoping and I need all of you to hope with me cuz some oh, days I don't have the in hope my
0: prayers tonight. Yes, absolutely. Thank so. you.
7: I need all of it. I need all of it. And I will update you guys all on if we if we figure something out tomorrow that will maybe, you know, produce a means to an end. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. So I got to get prepared for that means I'm going to have a fucking shitty night because i get nervous but anyway uh i love you guys thank you for making my uh thursday night brighter uh definitely needed it i always need it and also uh i guess we can edit most of that shit out sean but
1: uh no way so, uh, i'm keeping it all it's all
7: staying i can plug, <laughs> plug the next episode our next episode will be dr sleep
6: Yay.
7: I know that I know that a lot of us are excited to talk about Dr. Sleep and we've been doing a lot of 80s trash movies cuz that's my favorite but um, we're doing something modern, a little bit more modern. And um, so that'll be good.
6: Nice. Sweet. <laughs>
1: All right guys, take care. Have a good and one. Good
6: night
1: everybody. Good night. You <laughs>